Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. What's up, donkeys? Happy Friday. Junkies coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 in the DMV. You can check us out in Richmond on 910 The Fan and 105.1 FM. And we're streaming live on the Odyssey app. You can take us on the go wherever you may be with that Odyssey app. You can also watch us on the Monumental Sports Network. We're brought to you by Crop Metcalf Official Heating and cooling company of the Junkies. Looking to be their next five-star HVAC technician or plumber. Just visit CropMetcalf.com to join their team. We thank you for tuning in this Friday morning, March 1st, 2024. I'm John Paul Flame, joined by Eric Bickle. Good morning. Morning. Johnny Cakes Allville's here. Hello, everybody. Good morning. And Jason Bishop. Happy March, Mr. Mm. Flame. March 1st, that's when we used to start baseball practice in Prince George's County at Eleanor Roosevelt. Oh, yeah, I believe. And like, it was always on the bubble, mm-hmm. still cold or not. Oh, yeah. I remember, I think it was JV tryouts when I was in like ninth grade mm-hmm. and there was still snow on the ground. Absolutely. And we started off indoor. Mm-hmm. I remember going to many, and EB can commiserate, many, many brisk lacrosse games in the, in the spring. Mm. Oh, first few games, I mean, um, it's like... 45 degrees, wind howling. There's nothing spring-like about it. No. It feels very wintry. Yeah, I didn't even think about that last night. Yesterday I was at a field, and I heard a kid yell, JP. And it was a kid that I used to coach in flag football, and he had his lacrosse stick out. Hey, JP. And I said, I didn't know you played lacrosse. He says, I never have. Try it out tomorrow. There you go. (laughs) Good luck. Try something new. I like it. Good for him. Broadway but he had horizons. really good spin moves in uh, flag football. Yeah, there you go. So maybe he can apply that. I mean, I don't think it was the first time he picked up a lacrosse sure. stick. He, he just translate. hadn't played on a team. Yep. So I was like, 
Just use your spin move. Yep. Use those basic skills. Get the stick skills. Because he was really adept at not getting, like, somebody would be right in front of him, really yeah. adept at somebody not pulling his flag. Yeah. So maybe you, use that, maybe you can use that elusiveness in lacrosse. I'm I don't sure know. Could. Speaking of lacrosse, today's a travel day for me and my wife and my youngest. We are flying to Louisville, Kentucky. Mm, very good. As the oh. uh, Red Foxes take on. Jesus, Stevie committed to Bellarmine, and then, you know, obviously he committed and, and committed to uh, Maris like five years ago. Well, I can't remember what Bellarmine's name is. Aren't they the, the Knights? Knights? The Knights, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Bellarmine Knights. I mean, I, we know, how do we know this? I, you don't. I don't forgot. I just forgot. <laughs> Bellarmine Knights versus the uh, Maris Red Foxes. I'm not <clears> sure what time the game is. I th- it might be at 3 p.m. tomorrow. <laughs> anyway, so. Are you going to be sampling the bourbon since you're going to Kentucky? You know, I've done that before, so I don't done know. that, that bit. I, Last time I was there, I uh, was putting Coke in it, and people were getting infuriated. Oh, they probably kicked you out of the state. What are you going to do? <laughs> people keep leave. asking me, where is my kid applying to school? Where is he going to go to school? Because he's a junior. Yeah. And he only has one school on his radar, which is Syracuse. Oh, really? Yeah, because he's a media guy. Yeah, but, I mean... You can also get in Northwestern, right? Northwestern's another one I think. <laughs> it's a really good media, school. Media so people I might end up having to do those type of rides like you've been doing. Although, I'd like to look into how much a flight is to Syracuse. That's Not probably much. a really long that's ride. That's right near. That's an hour from Ithaca. Oh. It's probably 150 Well, miles. you should have yeah. bought it a couple days ago. And I know it's way, ways off in the distance. I'm kind of doing a bit. But my son was telling me if we were doing any flying recently, buying tickets this week was the week. He was... He was telling me he could get like a, a round trip to Ireland for him and his girlfriend for like three hundred thirty dollars. Why a piece. is there a reason why? Uh, crazy, crazy sales on flights for whatever reason. Huh. He's considering going to Puerto Rico. He's going to get a, a round trip. I think a round trip for sixty bucks. What? Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm paying now, a lot more than might, that. He might be flying on a real number like yeah. Spirit or something like the the lowest of the low. I but, fly on Spirit regularly, but hey, you can get it for have. sixty bucks. Like, you have to carry your clothes with you, like, on the flight. Like, they don't what do you mean? Carry- I'm just doing oh, a bit, but, like, right. like, very, a na- like a knapsack, like a hobo. They're restrictive about, like, the bags that you bring on, like, the personal belongings. I think you have to fly the actual plane yourself. <laughs> the last time I flew, they did that bit, I guess. Usually it's packed when I fly these days. Right. But the last time I flew, I think it was last week or the week before, whenever the hell it was, we had to do the bit where I had to move up to the middle of the plane to balance it out, and it's always tilting. <laughs> yeah, I would not be a big fan. You've had of that. that happen with you before, I've right? Never had them rejigger. Yeah, they came the, out to the back the of the plane and they said, "Yeah, um, I need five volunteers to move oh. to balance out the plane." I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that one bit. I didn't like it, but <laughs> yeah. I wasn't going to stay back there. I was going to do what she said. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, did, didn't you say the, the flight was basically packed? No, no, or? this one wasn't. Oh, okay, Usually was, okay. it is, yeah. but this one was maybe half full. I don't know. Man, I wasn't I, really paying attention. What a utopia that is, a half full flight. It's I rare. Don't even, I don't even remember ever being on one of those. Speaking of flights, is there anything I can do when I did purchase refundable tickets? Okay. I bought four tickets. We're doing a short little trip. Now it's just my son and I. Going for UFC 299, but we have friends that live in near Deerfield Beach, mm-hmm. okay, close to Miami. UFC 299 is in Miami. <clears throat> My buddy Eric is a huge is UFC it? fan. It's next weekend. Okay. So we're flying Thursday night, coming back on Sunday, and we mm-hmm. decided to make it kind of a short little family trip because these were kind of our best friends, neighbors. They moved to Florida. We're going to stay at the house. Well, my wife and little one canceled. I did it all through orbits, <clears throat> and I did put refundable. And then this week, I was going to cancel. 
the two tickets mm-hmm. because they can't go anymore. And then I saw an asterisk and it said, oh. you have to cancel before February 4th. Okay. Well, oh, it's, it's now March 1st. It's way past Feb 4. So I'm just taking it as an L. Like, is there any sort of workaround? Can I show mm-hmm. up at the counter and say, it's only two of us, not four? Oh, no, 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 no way. But the only thing you can maybe hope for is just some sort of like. Credit. Yeah, maybe mm. they give you a voucher for a future flight. That's I don't about know. maybe the only. I think if you show up and grasp at the counter, they're going to tell you to kick all the rocks. Yeah, because they. Got, but I would they call got, someone today. But you're pretty things, much. They got more pretty pretty important doomed. things to deal with. I think I'm doomed. I've yeah. used at Orbits. In fact, I used it recently too, just because I was lazy, <laughs> and it just complicates everything. It, it didn't have all my information. It didn't have my TSA pre. Mm. My, my rental car obviously didn't work, but that never works. I mean. And in the future, I would just recommend going to the individual airline, doing it directly. I've always used Orbitz. I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't fly nearly as often as you, two, three times a year max. Mm-hmm. And it worked fine. Like, we have our family trip and going to Puerto Rico just before <laughs> Easter. This is kind of a one-off. And I, you know. I feel like it's easier just to go directly through the airlines. Especially if you have like a, well, you, you probably don't. But I have a credit card that, you know. I get you, you know, get all the points and all the stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just easier. It's just complicated when you use those third party things. Mm. I think I'm just taking it as an L, which yeah. sucks. That's yeah. that's a life L, I believe. Yeah, you never. That's one thing I did learn though. You never want to buy. I mean, a lot of us, you know, it's our instinct to buy the cheapest ticket, but the cheapest cheapest ticket is always non refundable. You can't yeah. transfer it. It's you not, better you make that trip. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So well, I just didn't look at the page of exceptions oh. when I, because I paid extra, like $30 extra a ticket or $40 extra a ticket for what I thought was refundable at any time. And then when you I went to make the move, yep. I see all these asterisks. And I, I paid uh, through orbits. In fact, I might have done it the last time I used it. I paid the extra 30 bucks or whatever for the refundable ticket. But then there's an asterisk. That say United doesn't do that. Mm. So it's, even though I paid at the orbits, United doesn't care. Right. They don't participate in yeah. that. Right. They're like, yeah, you keep paying for yeah. that, that, that third party site. All a scam. Like, Everything's every, a scam. It's a scam. Everyone's out to get you. I'll Everything. just try and get a credit. If I can get a credit, I'd be happy. But man, if I knew there were $60 tickets to Puerto Rico, I'd go this weekend. Sure. Of course you would. Take advantage. 60 bucks. That's what he said. Because I want to say, I'd have to look. Yeah. But generally, when I get tickets to Puerto Rico, they're going to run between 400 to 600. Yeah. That's it. That makes sense. 60 bucks? I'm telling you, man. Was the, that on one of the travel sites or just through know. the airline? I, I didn't I didn't delve deeper, but <clears throat> that that number kind of jumped out. Can me. you even take one of those bolt buses to New York for 60 bucks at yeah, this I point? Don't know. Probably not. No. Probably can't. Oh, I think you might. You might. Be I know the trains you. are expensive as hell. 60 bucks is like a family of four at Chipotle. I know. It's a I have a sick fear deal. of trains, and the fear is I'll fall asleep and not get off at my stop. <laughs> no, my fear is derailment. Yeah. <laughs> I have a way more uh, different fear than you do when it comes yeah. to trains. I don't really fear derailment. I mean, they happen, but I do fear that I just won't know when to get off. Yeah, I fear the the guy who's running the, the train. Is that an engineer, conductor, whatever he's oh, called? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Had had 10 drinks at the bar, and, and then he's <laughs> getting behind the 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 controls of the train yeah. that's what i would one of my about. good buddies that i've gotten to know in the last couple of years is a pilot from major airline okay and he's a drinker 
Okay. <laughs> and I know it, he has to be very uh, attentive, obviously, to his calendar, certainly. to his schedule. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, hey, I'm working tomorrow. It's so like, you know, whatever. Right, but right. Uh, mm-hmm. He yeah. follows the protocol oh, as yeah. far as what I, he can. As far as I can tell. But yeah, indulge. when he's not working the next yeah, day, yeah. He, oh, just, he could pound he gets after it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of an eye-opener for me. Yeah. Back when I learned that he was a pilot, I was stunned. You're friends with Denzel? <laughs> I don't get the reference. You have flight. You ever see the movie? No, nope. he's like it's not the one where he flies it's upside down. Pilot. Yeah. No. Hey, flips it's it up. It's like 15 years old, though, right? Oh yeah, yeah. It didn't yeah. come out like last week. Yeah. yeah, it's been out for quite a while. Right. He loves vodka. He loves screwdrivers, I believe, and then getting behind the wheel of a 767. You know when you're young and, sure, you're, it's a wheel. and you're first kind of learning how to drink? <laughs> Half a wheel. Yeah. Screwdrivers was a go-to for me when I was young. It's a good one because you don't. It's so simple. It sounds like you're ordering a real drink. Yeah. It's just orange juice and vodka. Sure. So when you're like 19 or 20, and you can call kind of the like, screwdriver. Like you can tell the bartender, like, hey, don't go, don't get too aggressive with the vodka pour. Make it taste more like the OJ. And then, that, then as you get older, you're I've like, add, add more vodka, please. Yeah. <laughs> Make it a little stiffer. Right. I saw you got some sort of beer variety pack yesterday. Was that yesterday or day before? I think, uh, I think yeah, you tweeted when, something I, out. I swung into Brewbelly. And mm-hmm. I got butt sized for the brown paper bag, and then on a marker, somebody that works there wrote, uh, "Multi and dark beers mystery pack, twelve and sixteen ounces, twenty bucks." So that was right up your alley. That was right up my alley. So you got the mystery pack. I plunked down my twenty dollars plus tax plus a slight tip, and I brought them home. It's fantastic. It's like it was like a Christmas present. Mm. <laughs> Just, How many did you pound? I had my standard two. That's, what, that's my move. Two and then night night. Two and then yeah, two two melatonin gummies and then sayonara. Oh my buddy, uh, Mike Walker actually from was telling me try Zequel. Have you ever heard of Zequel? Yes, sure. Does it work for you? No, you don't like it. He says it's Nyquil without all the. Crap. It doesn't have all the chemicals. I've never, I've never Zico gummies. I think I've never dabbled, well, but I'm too. not against it. Yeah, so because I'm, I'm certainly open to it, we were lamenting our sleep. He sleeps a little better than I do, but um, he said, "Have you ever tried Zequel?" I've tried it all. And it didn't work. You didn't notice anything. I I, I fall asleep quicker with Nyquil. Well, than I, than if I you do Zequel. if you oh, made Nyquil, as much yeah. as the, some of these car dudes, you would we would all sleep better. Because I've, <laughs> I've heard rumors, and I won't mention any names. Yeah. about what some of the the big dudes are running. Oh, the, they're killing it. They're what they're bringing in. Like, yeah, they're killing it. Yeah, you you wouldn't need. Anything to put you to sleep. You just think about your portfolio. Think, you right. go right to sleep. Think every, about retiring every night. Hmm. You'd be good. No, I gotta, I gotta look into it because I'm a, I, I've added magnesium to my, to my out, okay. input or whatever, whatever I'm taking. Right. That magne, magnesium, <laughs> um, melatonin, and I do think though, I do think that sauna has helped a little bit. Okay, with sleep, good. With restless good. legs. It's been a while since I've been to the Even sauna. though you've said you're more tired than you've ever been. Well, it's because I haven't been getting enough hours. I mean, just, I mean, if you sleep four hours a night, that's yeah. not enough sleep. Is that's, the sauna at Norbeck still just crawling with people? Do they need to like take <clears> a, I, I, I'm th- telling you, I've popularized sauna. I've taken it to a new level. Because <laughs> I, 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 sometimes I just wait. Yeah. The great thing about, though, like if you go to a club or a gym or something and you want to use a sauna... You know, people can only tolerate for like ten or fifteen yeah, minutes. Yeah, of course. So you know, you can just you can you could sweat it. Just you can wait sweat them out. them out. Yeah, 
You can yeah. just wait them out. You can just go to like the uh, the sink and like clean out your ears. Hey, you just wait. Tips. You just know, like you hear the door <laughs> swing open, them hop into the shower. You can go do the mouthwash. You can do it. Yeah, you can waste some time. Yeah. No, no. I just sit on my bench and I just I'm on, I'm Mr. on my phone. Mister Flame, do you think the uh, speaking of sleeping, you think the Wizards are sleeping okay tonight? <laughs> They Why? got an overtime game last night. Well, they brought it to overtime in L.A., but that's 13 straight losses. Anthony Davis with 40. I mean, do you think Did they, they really care, like the players? I mean, they <laughs> no, I'm just... care. They know what's happening. <laughs> well, yeah, was, they're I, was well being, I was kind I of being, being sarcastic. Forced, I understand, yeah. but I, mean, I think that they have the worst record in the terrible. NBA now. All alone, uh, right? Because Detroit won. And, Detroit or maybe won? Detroit won the, the other night. Working. I don't know. They're right there. They are right. They were, by the end of the season, they're going to have the worst record. They have the worst record. They're 9-50. and There you go. Detroit, those losers are only at 9 and 49. Yeah. My guess is all those guys, you know, Kispert, Kuzma, all those guys, they're just going in there every day and they're just they're thinking selfishly and they just want to get theirs. I think Jordan Poole's playing better off the bench. He had 34 last night? Yeah. Ooh. All right, that's, got, that's his best game, obviously, of the year. Yeah, I mean, his last three he's had, or three of four, he's had 21, 31, and 34. Is it me or do you, does he look a little bit like uh, Landry Shamet? A little bit. Shamet. Yeah, um, Shamet. They look a little yeah, bit, a little bit similar. A little bit. I had a hard time distinguishing them when I was over there in the Hennessy Lofts. <laughs> Landry started last night. I think Jordan Davis also too. A little bit in terms of like Jordan if you're just Davis, watching them on TV and you don't maybe. look at the uniforms sometimes. Yeah. They're all similar size. There's similar a, skin tone. You mean Johnny Davis. Johnny, Johnny Davis, Davis, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Early in the morning. I should mention we got a lot to do on the show today. <clears throat> It is week three of ten dollars to ten k, and our listeners have helped us hit picks. Johnny Davis in the played first seventeen minutes and had zero points. <laughs> the same amount of points as Mike Marr. Yeah, yeah, that's not. It's good. over for him. Yeah, unbelievable. Took three he shots. is a bust. If you play seventeen minutes, you got to take more than three shots. <laughs> damn, damn you, Tommy Shepard. <clears throat> he did get two rebounds. Oh, ooh, competes for two rebounds. <laughs> I, mean, I like Tommy Shepard as, as a guy, as a person, super nice, nice guy. guy. But that's one of the, that's going to go down in history as one of the worst. Picks. <laughs> Those results not great. So ten dollars to ten k. We're going to do that coming up at eight twenty. So get your picks ready. You try and sell us, and we're going to continue to roll with our listeners' picks with the dream of hitting it big. Also on the show today, we're going to have our initial junkies QB rankings. Ooh. We're going to kind of do this like the NFL schedule release where we predict the commander's record, and we do that early, and then we do it a couple months later, and then we do it right before the season. I'm not being held it's to this. It's fluid. This, yeah. It, you're not, you don't have to be. This is the initial right. rankings. Yeah, That's going to come up no, at I'm 720. I'm going to be held to it at the end, before the draft. <laughs> so we'll not get into that one. coming up at 720. You don't want to miss our initial Junkies quarterback rankings. Also on the show, Kevin McCarthy to talk movies at 7. John Feinstein at 8. And Elliot Shore Parks, Philadelphia insider, to give us a little insight into Josh Harris. That's all right here on the Junkies. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back. Junkies coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 in the DMV. 910 The Fan, 105.1 FM in Richmond. And we're streaming live on the Odyssey app. Take us on the go wherever you may be. Coming up at 645, give you a chance to win some Luke Bryan tickets with the morning matchups. <clears throat> Stay tuned for that at 645. 720, it is March 1st. It's still very early in the process, but we're going to have our boards for the top five quarterbacks. Of course, the commanders have the number two pick. Yep. Our boards, Who might by the way, we are, see as the number two quarterback? They're subject to change. We're subject to 
change these all the way up to draft night. Speaking of changing their opinion, Dan Orlovsky's on ESPN. He's a really good analyst. I saw somebody tweet this yesterday. Like, who cares what he says? He sucked. That doesn't matter. Sometimes the best analysts weren't good players. And sometimes the best players aren't very good analysts. I like what Dan Orlovsky uh, says on TV. I think he studies the film. I think it's worth noting. He's not the gospel. But he had been a Drake May guy, Jason Bishop. Yeah. Tim Hasselbeck unabashedly <laughs> thinks Drake May is the best quarterback. And it seemed like Dan Orlovsky felt that way until he spoke yesterday. I thought that Caleb Williams was a lock at number one because I thought Drake May would be the guy. I was wrong in that. Jaden Daniels should be the guy. If I were the Chicago Bears right now, I would take Jaden Daniels out of LSU. That is not a knock on Caleb Williams. That is a plus in Jaden Daniels. I think, number one, when you watch all these guys play, the best thrower, the best guy against man coverage, ball placement-wise, is Jaden Daniels. Number two, when we're talking about explosive play, like guys who have to throw the ball downfield, what does it look like? Jaden Daniels throws the ball best downfield. And then number three, who's got the best pocket piece? When I say piece, it's P-E-A-C-E. All these guys are athletic. It's no longer like this plus. Every one of these guys has that attribute. The patience and the peace within the pocket, he's the best at. Um, Candidly, I think when it comes to what guy had the best game, None of these guys' games compared to Jaden Daniels against Florida. If you just watched that player versus the University of Florida, you would go, that's the best player in college football, and he's going to be the guy that transfers the best into the NFL. Caleb Williams is fantastic. I think Jaden Daniels is better. Hmm. Why, how did he flip the script? Didn't he watch Jaden Daniels before he said what he said about May? Doesn't sound like he it. He probably didn't do a deep dive into yeah. the tape. Well, I remember when we had Chris Dorian on, I don't know, months ago. During the college football season, he mm-hmm. said he thought Jaden Daniels was the best player in college football. Right. He said that. Mm-hmm. And I respect Jaden Daniels, or I respect Chris Doring's, um talent evaluation of the SEC way more than Dan sure. Orlovsky. Yeah, I mean, he, that dude's plugged into it yeah. every every single I mean, weekend. Th- no one knows the SEC like Chris Doring, believe mm-hmm. me. Not, well, Dan Orlovsky does not. But maybe Orlovsky say- hadn't seen the Florida game. This is what he did against Florida. Yeah. LSU won that game 52-35. to 35. <clears throat> He was 17 for 26. For 372 yards and three mm-hmm. touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He also had 12 carries for 234 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, that's just athletic a ma- sounds like it'd be pretty game. tough to beat that game. He basically had 600 yards of offense. Yeah, I can see where that game would sway you when you're, when you're watching that game unfold. Yeah, right. I mean, he won how the Heisman. How could it not? He won the Heisman for a reason. I mean, he put up great, great numbers. And- I actually saw that this yesterday with Orlovsky. <clears throat> I watched a little of his comments and I just started. Just having a nightmare that the Bears took him, and then now, <laughs> now, now you got to take Command either Mayor. Or you're, stuck with, you're stuck with DC. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't want. I don't really want him. I don't really want Caleb. Hope, wow, you, know, you have your heart set on Jaden. Kinda. He's just so he's just so multifaceted in his game. I don't know. I don't want to spoil my rankings. I watched all of the guys on film yesterday. Now, I watched. Two minutes of each of the guys. Okay, it wasn't I extensive. I didn't watch full games. I didn't watch, you know, twenty-five games worth of film. Caleb Williams is pretty spectacular. Okay, yeah, I he's, think he's spectacular. He'd be a nice <laughs> consolation prize if the Bears took Jaden Daniels at number one overall. I hope. Yeah. I just hope. And they the thing don't. which jumped out at me about Caleb versus a lot of the other guys, some of his spectacular plays 
are with Dirty Pocket and guys in his face. And it's hard to find that on film with some of the other guys. Like a lot of times, if you watch 10 throws from Jaden Daniels, perfect pocket in all yeah. of them. Well, that's the knock, though, against Caleb is that he he his time to throw was one of the longest of yep. the top guys. And he was passing up the easy play and just yeah. hanging in there, hanging in there, hanging in there. Maybe a red flag. And that window's yeah. I'm just saying that some the of the NFL. throws he makes is with like guys coming right at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you, uh, if you have the bravery to stand in there and deliver the ball downfield with the pass rush coming at you, GMs are gonna they're gonna love that. Now that guy we level. had on the show earlier this week, Daniel Kelly, who mm-hmm. took. Caleb Williams off his board, which right. seems a bit extreme. What was his big reason for that? Do you remember? It was a combination of what he sees on film with the taking too long to throw the ball and the and off the, the field off stuff. The field stuff. Um, yeah, he really is not into Caleb Williams because I think his latest post is all about how he doesn't have an agent and how Caleb's dad, I believe, is a former agent, and they're already like look trying to find loopholes in, I guess, the rookie deals as far as, you know, how long it should be. Like, it sounds like he's painting him as a nightmare to deal with. Yeah. But what I was going like, to say is that way around. that scout does kind of point out what you say is that he doesn't take the gimmies. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether you can coach that or not. I think I'm just can. saying we do make spectacular We do plays. emphasize the, um, the audio of analysts who are anti-Drake May. More than the pro Drake, the pro Drake Mays. We well, we played Hasselback. That's you, the only guy we've here, ever he's played. Here to give Drake May. Are you shine. Drake? No, I just think you got to play both sides. You yeah. secretly dating him or something? I don't understand. <laughs> are, are you are you going to play Joel Klatz? Well, how was that? How was that anti Drake May? That was just Jaden Dan. No, no, he Daniels. feels like there's a very anti no, no. Drake May sentiment he, out there. He, he didn't even mention Drake May there. Right, pretty right. much. That doesn't mean he's anti. I yeah. mean, he 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 was a pro Drake May guy. Then we played the audio a few weeks ago, and now it's Jaden Daniels is better than Drake May. Well, I let's, can tell let's you. Talk, let's let's hear some of the audio of the people who think Drake May is better than Jaden Daniels. Well, I can tell you the rest of what Orlovsky said, mm-hmm. which included his analysis on Drake May, summing it up, but said that his feet are everywhere mm-hmm. and that he would be best served, a la Jordan Love, sitting, sitting behind, behind somebody him. for a couple of years I to get those fundamentals right. Here, here's the FanDuel odds currently of the number one pick in the draft at minus 1,600 is Caleb, is Caleb Williams. If you think Jaden Daniels is going to be the number one pick in the draft, he's plus 2,500. Jump on it. I, I hope and he's not. Here's, here are the odds for the number two pick. Um, again, so this is just one draft or mm-hmm. one betting site. Drake May. Um, Drake May is minus one thirty-five. Jaden Daniels is plus one forty. So obviously, it's, you know, it's, it's pretty close. It's pretty close there, at number two. But number one, it's overwhelming with Good. Caleb Williams. Take him, yeah, take him. You you deal with me. <laughs> oh, I think it would be manna from heaven if he slid to number two to Washington. I don't know. Well, if if you think it's a possibility, jump although on it. it doesn't worry me as much the off the field stuff. Mm-hmm. He. I just I would have to do a deep dive into his work habits. I know that he said yesterday, or maybe it was the day before, that he wants to be a legend. He wants to be immortal, and the and the only way you do that is by being a great, great player. So to me, that would seem like he's committed to being a great player. I I, I don't know his level of commitment. 
I think he's pretty committed I'm sure from what I've is. heard. I mean, I know he worked with a local guy, the DeMatha guy that we know um, for years, at, at, just at, at the quarterback skill set. Who? Bosha. Chris? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, we should get Chris on the show. Yeah. Talk about him. Going to be interesting. Look, I, think I saw clips of, yesterday. A lot of the negatives with Caleb comes from the, the personality traits, right? right? And the kind of the immaturity of how he handled some things. If he wasn't like that, if he, you know, if he was just the, the perfect kid all year long, um, I, I doubt some of these analysts would have dropped him. But Maybe, but maybe. you still have. I mean, I'm not a big height guy. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. But he, he, you know, he didn't get any taller. He's 6'1". Yeah, you're right. And, I do care. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the decision-making thing where, or, you know, where he has spectacular plays, but that's because he's not getting rid of the football quicker. I can't remember who it was, mm-hmm. but somebody said they walked next to Caleb through the hallways at the combine, and they, they said, he's taller than Bryce Young, but not by a lot. <laughs> and that that concerns me. Yeah. Well, it's, that- it's, I mean, I think his talent can overcome it, but the slight frame worries me a little bit. The other yeah. thing that the Daniel Kelly pointed out was, so Caleb didn't play in the bowl game. Mm-hmm. So in the bowl game, they played a pretty good defense. I think they played Louisville. And the and guy who filled in, in for him like came in through six TDs. I know. <laughs> so you just How wonder. How much is his system? Exactly. Yeah, I know. Believe me. That registered with me, but too. But you know what? You can. T- that kid was probably very highly recruited. Probably. And then, number two, you got to throw bowl games kind of out. You right. don't know how many guys actually played for They only Louisville. had two non-starters not playing. Who, Louisville? Yes. On defense? Yes. Okay. So they had the majority of their starters out there. Yeah. So I don't know. Let's, but we'll you're see. probably right that the kid, look, if you're going to UFC and you're playing for uh, Lincoln uh, Lincoln Riley, you're yeah. probably a, a, a good recruit. He probably wasn't yeah. a two star. Right. He's probably a five star waiting in the wings. No question about that. But it is interesting that you plug and play. Yes. Put the next man up and he puts up. Yeah. You know, it's just crazy a machine numbers. out there. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's this is a wild year for quarterbacks. It is. It's going to be crazy. I, I was going to say that, and I, not just the ones that are going to be drafted. It's going to be wild to see where guys like Fields end up, where Kirk Cousins ends up. This is kind of the fun part about us all coming up with the rankings and watching <laughs> it. I remember EB talking about this twenty years ago, and mm. I agree with him. When we were first going to games and having field access, mm-hmm. we would see the quarterbacks throw, and you couldn't. I mean, unless really you saw their number. Or their face, you couldn't tell, like, oh, well, that's so-and-so versus so-and-so. They all throw really well. And yesterday I saw clips of J.J. McCarthy and Penix throwing in the hallway at the combine, like, just warming up. They're throwing laser beams, like, 30 yards into, like, a different tunnel. <laughs> well, I mean, these are, well, they these are power five yeah. college quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, are you surprised these guys yeah, have I mean, in arms? It's but I think I remember specifically that the one I always talked about was Casey Weldon was throwing. Right. Right. And I can't remember who the starter was at the time. For the Was it for the Bears? No. They were playing the Bears. Yeah. Maybe Brad Johnson. Might have been Brad Johnson. But none of these guys are known for having big arms. But I just couldn't distinguish. Right. They, when they were throwing and I'm standing right next to them and it's not like I'm an idiot. I just, I, they throw similar balls. Whoever it was. <laughs> Maybe it was Kent Graham. I can't remember who it was. Tony Bank, I don't know, mm-hmm. but it was hard for me to distinguish. I mean, one guy was bigger than the other guy. But we'll figure it out. He played for the, for the skins between 98 and 2000. I feel like that's like Tony Bank's Kent Graham era. 
Hey, do you guys want to hear Joel Klatt right. talking about Drake May so oh, Jason yeah. doesn't think we're trying to think sabotage his, yeah, 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 sabotage his draft stuff? Although, to be clear, I mean, honestly, I don't to be really clear, care, but Joel Klatt, I think you showed me his board, has Drake May third, right? No, incorrect. He second? Had, he had Caleb Williams one, May two. two. Okay, second. Yeah, right ahead of Jaden. Drake May um, is as good as I've seen in a long, long time. Let me put it to you very simply. If it wasn't for Caleb Williams, Drake May would be the slam dunk number one pick in this draft. And and I don't think that it's that close. You know, I, I think that these two guys are are separated from the rest of the quarterback pack, even some of these other really good players. Th- this guy has talent like like I haven't seen in a long time. He's a better college version of what Josh Allen was in college. He makes throws from the pocket, outside of the pocket. You know, his ceiling is so high. Now, granted, I might be spoiled because I saw him live one time, covered their holiday bowl against Oregon. Those of you watching uh, this show are seeing some of those highlights. He made a couple of throws with guys. By the way, they had some guys opting out. They didn't have a lot of great players on the outside. And this dude made some throws against a really good Oregon team that blew my mind, like especially for a young quarterback. They blew my mind. His ceiling, he and Caleb Williams make plays and make throws that other guys cannot make, both on schedule and off schedule. I would love for you now, just for our audience it's people to hear, are all over the place. Of it, can you play and another you... analyst trashing Drake May? <laughs> right. I would love well, to hear Mer- play, back Merrill to back. Hodge. Yeah, play, played the Hodge or anybody because he he didn't like him, right? What did, he say? Oh, what did he say? He said he, he, said he wasn't a, a good athlete. And, yeah. See if you play that back to because it's Too amazing how the same guy can have people so vociferously different. Yep, and then play Randy well, Mueller because he crushed him. Well, then, it's Mac Jones, but it's and it's with all of them. Because, I know. I, I mean, know. we had the one guy who said just, Caleb was a. Drink. But we had, the one guy I can't remember his name was Daniel Kelly. Daniel Kelly had. Caleb Williams is a fourth rounder. I know. It's crazy. And Joe Klatt has him as his number one overall pick. Yeah, like special. I know. It's crazy. It's the hardest position by far to evaluate, right? It's just. I wouldn't touch me. I wouldn't wouldn't grab me. I wouldn't draft him in the first round. There's a bunch of things that bother me. He's extremely inconsistent as uh, his accuracy. His processing, inconsistent. Um, he's not extremely athletic. I think I find him more stiff. He's got a longer throwing motion, which allows more hits in our league than he gets in college. And then you hear Tim Hasselbeck retort and say, I don't know what Merrill Hodge is watching. Does he have the ACC network? Yeah. And, and who's Hasselbeck's number one guy? Who's Tim? Drake May. His, yeah. Over he's, Caleb. He's a yes. Drake May stand. That's so crazy. Man. Him and Jason Bishop. All- he basically says Drake May's Andrew Luck. Yeah. I don't think he is, but maybe. Well, we're going to reveal in, our board. I'm not putting him in Andrew Luck's class. We'll I just, reveal our board. I think that it's crazy if you, for guys like Merrill Hodge who say he's not athletic. He, no, he said he's not extremely athletic. He comes. His brother played baseball at Florida. His two brothers played college basketball in North Carolina. His dad played quarterback in North Carolina. He comes from a more athletic family than all these guys. So to say he's not an athlete, I think is just. He didn't wrong. say that. He said he's not extremely athletic, in his opinion. Well, I mean, you know, that's how all many guys relative. are extremely athletic? You're not, uh, Jaden Daniels. Here's what I, I know. Okay, that's one gonna, guy. You're not going to like Caleb Williams on my board. Caleb Williams is not extremely <laughs> He's athletic. not on your board, right? He's on my board, but 
Oh, I thought he was a foo bar. He's, he's <laughs> kind of hanging on. Which one of the latest? Oh, spots. because of the Mac Jones. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll do that coming up at seven twenty. We'll reveal our board. But coming up next, your chance to win tickets to go see Luke <clears throat> Bryan in concert at Jiffy Lube Live. Call in now at 800-636-1067 for the morning matchup here on the Junkies. Welcome back, Junkies. Coming to you live on one hundred six seven. The fan. We will dive into the entertainment world. Talk movies with Kevin McCarthy coming up at seven o'clock. Right now, though, time for the morning matchup. We will play fill in the blank. Ooh, good one. If you can fill in the blank, you will win tickets to go see Luke Bryan at Jiffy Lube Live. Let's punch up our first contestant. Do you have a uh, one that we can play? See who gets the buzzer first. Sure. Okay. 24 years after his NFL combine performance, blank ran a faster 40-yard dash. Say it again. Yeah. 24, 24 years after his NFL combine performance. Oh, oh we all saw this yesterday. TB. Ah, oh, man. Yes. My brain wasn't Who was it? Tom Brady. Tom Brady. He ran you can like see, a 5'2 or something. He ran like a 5'3. The overlay is kind of cool. You see him running now. Mm-hmm. Versus, I mean, he, he, he beat himself by like a half stride. Right. Still, it's but pretty good. There's no, no chance I would beat my 23-year-old self in anything. Uh-huh. No. Maybe... Maybe my silly golf. That's it. <laughs> but but you had a silly score back in the day. I don't Better know how old score. you were. <laughs> Better score then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you got to work on your score, brother. That score has lived in perpetuity. Although, I used my perfect putter yesterday, Valdez. You know, I, I get a little time in with mm-hmm. the perfect putter every day. Yeah. Do you use your eye align with it? Yeah, my mirror. Yeah, yeah my mirror. Uh, didn't miss a putt. And then I just stopped. I did like 20. And I said, that's oh, good. Seriously. How far out? Small, smaller, four, big four, hole. Four feet out, small hole. Impressive. All right, let's punch up our first contestant. Denny McCarthy wasn't missing putts yesterday either. I mean, he was hitting I'm guessing bombs. he didn't have a perfect putter. What did he, what did he finish with? He I don't know what his final score was, but he was just putting Val, his ass off. He's telling me that Anthony Kidd's playing right now. If I just go to livegolf.com or whatever, I can watch. Yeah, the CW app. Uh, I don't have the CW app, but it's, maybe I'll well, get If you it. just go to CW, go to their website, you can okay. stream it. Okay. All right, how many do we need? Two? Just one at a time. Okay, let's go to Will in Springfield. Hey, Will, what's up, man? Hey, man, how's it going? Hey, Will. What's up? Hey, Will, fill in the blank. Blank says he lost 40 pounds due to his cocaine habit. These are headlines in the news this week. Oh, I know this. Blank says he lost 40 pounds due to his cocaine habit. Was that Johnny Manziel? That is Johnny Manziel. Stay on the line. Hook you up with those Luke Bryan tickets. Mind of a Country Boy Tour 2024. Hits Jiffy Lube Live Saturday, June 22nd. Tickets are on sale now. For tickets and more event info, visit thefandc.com slash events. That's courtesy of Live Nation. Mm. All right. Really is sad to see what became of him. He was such a star. Did did any of you guys watch the um, Netflix special or whatever about Manziel? I did not. It's the one we were in, right? I think we were mentioned in that. Yeah. Yeah, I think for a couple seconds. Yeah, 100%. I thought that was a downer of a documentary, too, because usually they end up with some sort of comeback, but he was still, like, drinking with his boys and just at home. Yeah, he's he's like, off. yeah his, his plateau wasn't very good, wasn't very high. But, I, but again, I, he's one that I get so pissed at because if he wasn't abusing cocaine and everything else, I would like to see what he could have done. You know? It just ruined everything. Yeah, where does he live now? Does he live out in Vegas? Is that where he I'm not sure. I, maybe. I think he lives in Arizona. 
Oh, we're man. all over the place. Almost plays like it was a Texas. lot of golf. I know that. <laughs> mm-hmm. At one yeah. point, he was harboring professional aspirations. I don't think that's a thing. Probably but, not. Uh, he was the twenty second pick. It wasn't like he was the top pick in the draft. Yeah, but he still had a ton of talent. Yeah. First rounder. Yeah. Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah. Yep. You, uh, know, you know who called him being a bust? Valdez. No, Merrill Hodge. Yeah, Merrill Valdez. Hodge. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what that's Merrill Hodge's They're, claim to fame is yeah. that is that he trashed him as soon as he was drafted. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right, let's go to the next contestant playing fill-in-the-blank for tickets to go see Luke Bryan in concert at Chiffy Lube Live. All right, let's go to David in Silver Spring. Hey, David, what's up, man? Uh, Good, good. Thanks for taking my call, guys. Sure, bud. Great show. David, uh, Dodgers superstar Shohei Otani revealed some big personal news yesterday on his Instagram page. He is blank. A vegetarian. No. <laughs> Good Sorry, guess, let's go to the next I mean, contestant. It's a unique guess. Yeah. Let's go to Anthony. <clears throat> Anthony, what's up? Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, man. Anthony, Dodgers superstar Shohei Otani revealed some big personal news yesterday on his IG page. He is Ooh. blank. Uh, open marriage or something. Oh, close. <laughs> Can I give it no, to him? No, it doesn't count. No. Can't give it to him. No. All right, next contestant. By the way, Anthony Kim is DFL right now. Is he? Yeah. Does that mean last? Yeah. Well, yes. I mean, it's the first tournament he's played in how long? I know, but still. Yeah. Oh. All right. Uh, I didn't know we were doing an Anthony Kim watch. Well, Valdez and I are. Yeah. Let's yeah. go to Steve. I mean, it's interesting. He took, what, 10 years off or something? 11 years, yeah. Steve, what's up, man? Morning, Junks. Hello, Steve. Buddy. Same question for you. <clears throat> Shohei Otani, who's now with the Dodgers, revealed some big personal news yesterday on his Instagram page. The team didn't even know he, about it. He is blank. Married. He got Congrats. married. Yes. He's married. He Stay definitely on the line. made a sign of prenup. I thought it was funny. He, he said, she's a Japanese woman. She's just a normal Japanese woman. Right. <laughs> Anybody got any picks? I don't know. I don't see any picks. But Probably private. Dave Roberts didn't even know. Yep. <laughs> His manager uh, didn't even know he got married. He wins two tickets to Luke Bryan, Mind of the Country Board Tour 2024, Saturday, June 22nd at Jiffy Lube Live. Tickets are on sale now. For tickets and more event info, visit thefandc.com slash events. That's courtesy of Live Nation. Still to come on the show, coming up at 820, our $10 to 10K challenge. You help us hit it big, giving us your winners with rationale. We'll pick the best one and then ride with it for the weekend. That's coming up at 820. But next... We talk movies with Kevin McCarthy from Fox 5. Welcome back. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. At Chunky's coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 in the DMV. You know, I am, I know Kevin's on or we're, we're, we're trying to get him. I, I might be regretting not even renting anything. I'm, fl- I'm flying into Louisville today and we're just going to Uber everywhere. Okay. But I'm there for two days. Yeah. Mm. Like I like to, I like the freedom of being right. able to get in my car and go somewhere. Just go somewhere it's if called you need certainty, to. especially when I'm in a hotel. And I'm yeah. just, you know, when I'm, I don't want to just sit in a hotel. So I, I might have to look up that Turo bit. Well, why can't you just when you get to the airport see if they Louisville, have any rental cars? I mean, I, I can't imagine it's a real busy airport. It's not. So I, get, I guarantee you, there's a rental car available. I think the Uber bit works. <laughs> I'm not even going to rent a car for times, eight but... or nine days in Puerto Rico. Um, I mentioned I Manzel know. in the last segment. I just went and looked at that draft. So that was the 2014 NFL draft. And we're talking about what the commander should do at number two and all of these quarterbacks. We're going to release our initial quarterback rankings coming up here at 720. Do you know who the top quarterback drafted that year was? What year was that? I can't 2013? Remember. 2014. 2014. Jeez. Okay. So the Hint. number one pick was Javion Clowney. Hint. Number two was Greg Robinson, a tackle for the Rams. Okay. How would you feel if the commanders went tackle at number two, Cakes? Well, you should fire Adam Peters immediately. Like the number the three pick was a quarterback. Um, first and last name, here's my hint. First and last name start with the same letter. Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles. Wow. <laughs> just, it Central, shows you what a, what a dice roll even the top three Quarterback selection. He was is. the third pick in the draft. Manziel was the second quarterback drafted at twenty-two. Yeah. By the way, and then I'm, Teddy Bridgewater was thirty-two. So there were three quarterbacks taken. Then Derek Carr, uh, very uh, high in this in the second draft or second round, was the thirty-six pick. So <laughs> just brutal. Our rankings yep. that we do, by the way, the way I'm doing it, the way I I I suggest we all do it is how they turn out. It's not where they're drafted. Yeah. I don't care where they're drafted. It's a, like when we look at it a year from so, now, who, thinks who the has best? the best ranking of quarterbacks coming out that year? Yeah. yeah. Right. And that could change year to year. It could. Yeah. It could. All right. Is Kevin online? There he is. Hey, right, we'll talk movies with Kevin McCarthy from Fox 5. He joins us on the BetQL Guest Hotline. Hey, Kevin. Good morning, y'all. Still sleeping on J.J. McCarthy and Michael Penix Jr.? <laughs> a little bit. You'll Maybe. see. You stay tuned. Check us out at uh, 720. Yeah, we release our quarterback rankings at 720. Hey, oh, I'm, I am sized. 
I, I, oh. I actually want to. I really want to hear what 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 y'all's rankings are for this because I'm I'm following because they are very important. Our right. rankings, they Kevin. Are. I, they I, are. I, I know we're going to talk movies. I don't even know what movie you're watching, and I know behind the scenes, Drab is trying to get you to watch more Netflix and yeah. streaming products. Like, do you watch the shows, like the big shows that get released, like the top show right now? I'll raise my hand. I'm watching it with my wife. Love is blind. Do you watch those type of releases? No, I mean, in, in all honesty, like a lot of a lot of what I do is movies, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, the the movie I'm reviewing this week, I know is Eric's most anticipated of the year, which is Dune Two, and so I'm going to be getting to that like shortly. But I think in terms of like shows, I do try to watch like the big ones as they come out, like The Last of Us and things like that. Like right now, I'm actually catching up on older shows that I, I hadn't had a time to see because there were so many films coming out in the past couple of years that just it just been like a lot in terms of work so i'm actually watching curb your enthusiasm right now which i weirdly enough with richard lewis passing that was a weird timing um i don't know if you guys ever watched that show but it's fantastic it's a great then, show uh, yeah and then white lotus so those are like the i just finished white lotus and now i'm in the middle of curb so i actually started curb on season seven i'm sure everybody listening has already seen a lot of curb before but that's the season where they do the seinfeld reunion and so season seven so you're five seasons behind yeah well no i just i kind of opened up max one day and i was just sitting on my couch and i'm like when you see a show has 13 or 14 seasons or something like that it's a little daunting so i just kind of i picked the middle of it because i didn't want to get overwhelmed and it happened to be because seinfeld's my probably my favorite show of all time next to breaking bad and so just to know that the whole seinfeld cast was back for an entire season of curb and they literally did a reunion for the show on there was Amazing! I had never seen it. So is JB Smooth part of that season? Dude, he is so funny. Like I, 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 I mean, I already knew he was funny. I've seen him before, obviously, but his character on Curb, yeah. Oh, dude, he's a huge part of it. He lives yeah. with Larry. It's it's absolutely hilarious. Hey, yeah, Rick, Rick if maybe if you didn't see Oppenheimer in the theater fourteen times, you'd <laughs> be able to catch up on some of this other TV. <laughs> Yeah, you could have watched True Detective this season. And, uh, what you guys sleep on, though, the reason why I go see Oppenheimer and all these movies so many times, it's funny, I was I, I was doing an interview yesterday and I was telling somebody, because I always feel a little embarrassed when, I, when I'm like, yeah, I've seen a movie 10, 11, 12 times. And then I hear from people like like Timothy Chalamet, who, who's like, he'll, he'll say he's seen a movie 10, 12, he saw Top Gun like 14 times in theaters. I'm like, I, I don't feel that alone. It's just, it, it's just the experience. I like going... I like going and experiencing. Like for example, I'm going to go see Dune Two again tomorrow because I want to sit in the theater with a crowd. See, I know you guys are probably going to be like, "Oh, uh, that sounds terrible." No, but I like sitting with a group of strangers and just having a universal communal experience. That's the beauty of it. All right, so um, let's get to I, Dune Two because I, yeah. I don't, I didn't watch the original, so I didn't see yeah. Dune. Um, but I might have a date night with my wife tomorrow. Is it worth me going to see Dune 2 in the theaters? I mean, JP, listen, I mean, that question, no. Not for you, it's not. Because if you haven't seen the, fir- the first part, there's no point in going to this one. I mean, like this, so, I mean, I don't know if you guys remember, but like in the 80s, there was a really bad Dune movie. I don't know if you guys remember what uh, David Lynch directed it. Sting was in it. It was like a whole thing. It was just uh, arguably people consider it one of the worst movies ever made. Um but I mean, I know, Eric. I know you know your Dune history. So Dune was written in 1965 <laughs> mm-hmm. by Frank Herbert. Um, people think that Dune is a copy of Star Wars. But it's the opposite. Justin Star Herbert's is, dad 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, from the charge. Is that from the from the charge? Yeah. Yes, um, continue. My I bad. Get, <laughs> I, I get all size. Um Anyways, um, uh, but yeah. So basically, in the sixty in sixty five, they wrote the Dune book, and then George Lucas, from what I understand, like based a lot of, of Star Wars on that. So um, fast forward to a couple years ago, the, um, they re they they readapted the book. Uh, Denis Villeneuve is the filmmaker. Every one of you has definitely seen one of his movies. He did Arrival. He did Prisoners. He did Sicario. He did uh, Blade Runner 2049, one of the greatest filmmakers of I our time. I love Prisoners. I freaking love that movie. Dude, Cakes, the whistle at the end, I still hear that. Do you remember the end? I remember when he, like, the undergr- end. Yes, of course oh. I remember. The scene where Jake Gyllenhaal confronts the woman when she's trying to inject the kid. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a great movie. Dude, Paul Dano is so good in that. And Jake Gyllenhaal. What was that scene? Is the scene with Paul Dano cakes when he when they're in the bathroom and like Jackman goes crazy on him and like breaks the mirror or something? <laughs> I'm trying to remember the. It's yeah, so it's wrecked. Phenomenal film. Um, and then Sicario obviously was a great one as well. And, uh, Eric, in all seriousness, have you seen Sicario? I think that's a movie. Long you would time like. ago, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's that's right up here. I, I think you would like that. Is movie. there a Sicario oh, three coming out? Yes. Yeah, so Sicario two, the director did not continue, um, and then there's a there's a there's a question of whether or not he'll come back and do Sicario three. I didn't like two as much as one. I thought one, to me, Sicario one. And you guys remember the ending with with uh, Benicio del Toro when he goes to the family. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought mean, Sicario two was brutal. I thought Sicario two was great. Kevin, get I back like- to Dune. I asked you questions. Is it worth me seeing? The movie Dune Two, and you're saying no because I haven't seen the original Dune. So can you get to Dune Two? Yeah. Okay. So fast forwarding now to a few years, to a few years ago when Dune Part One came out. So Denis Villeneuve directed the film, and I don't know if you guys remember, but this was this was a this was a big deal because it came out during the pandemic, and the the big issue was so Dune is a huge book, and it's and it's considered to be one of the most um, uh, unadaptable books of all time if that's the if that's the word if that's even a word um but this would this this book just seemed like it was impossible to bring to the big screen and it was also proven in the 80s and they did the david lynch film so i don't know if you guys remember this but when they put the first dune part one out a couple of years ago it came out on the same day on streaming on hbo max because we were in the middle of the pandemic and the studio decided why don't we put it out day and date on streaming and in theaters and see what happens the issue is, is that they only made half the book the first time around. Dune Part 1 was only half the book. So this new one coming out today is the other half of the book. So they basically made the first Dune, Dune Part 1, without a green light to make the second one. And they released it during the pandemic. And they hoped that it made enough money that they would green light a sequel to finish the rest of the book. And so the movie ended up making over $400 million dollars while also being streamed on the same day it came out. And that just shows you that the people wanted to go to the theaters to see it. It was, it was, it was bringing people to the theaters, even though you could have stayed home and watched it on streaming, $400 million of box office was produced of people who wanted to go out and see it anyways. And so that obviously shows the studio, we got to finish the story. So imagine being a filmmaker and making half your movie, basically, and then mm-hmm. hoping that it'll do well. And also at the same time, you're releasing it in a pandemic and it's being on streaming and you're all the odds are stacked against you. Um, but I think what was proven in that moment is everybody realized this is the cinematic experience you want to have in theaters. So fast forward to today to JP's question. 
like, listen, to JP, for you, if you haven't seen part one, there's no point in seeing part two. You're not going to understand it. Um, this is not a sequel. This is more of a continuation of the first movie. So essentially what you would be doing is today, if you went and saw Dune part two, you would be, you'd be flipping to halfway through the book and then finishing the book without reading the first half. So what is the plot um, of this one and who stars in it? Yeah, huge, huge cast. Timothy Chalamet, Austin Butler, Zendaya, Florence Pugh, Javier Bardem, Josh Brolin, Stellan Skarsgård, uh, Chris, Christopher Walken. Um, the plot is basically, it's Star Wars essentially, but if you want to, I mean, the, the idea behind the film is that you have this character, Paul Atreides, who's Timothy Chalamet's character, um, who is having visions of a future that horrifies him, but it also gives him a power that he doesn't that he doesn't know if he can control and essentially there's you're dealing with all these different houses and different families and they're trying to control this thing called spice and spice is the most valuable uh, asset on the planet it helps with intergalactic travel and all these different aspects of things in space and time um it's all sci-fi uh, and i know everything i'm saying right now you guys are just like whatever <laughs> let's get to the draft um but you know in it, i i I love this film. I love these movies. I love these films. Anybody listening to your show right now, I do get messages from your listeners who actually like these films and have seen Dune Part 1 and are excited about Dune Part 2. Um, so I know there are people out there who are excited. What is your rating? I give it a four and a half. Four and a half out of five for Dune 2. Kind of surprised. Okay, I, I thought you'd give it five. Yeah. He's been talking well, about it a what? lot. I know. I, 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 you know what's funny? I've been doing your show long enough. I can tell the moment I lose you guys in a segment. It's like, I, like I'll be in the middle of talking about a movie. I'm like, I just lost those guys. Like they're not, they're not even mm-hmm. listening to me. Um, happens no, every week. I, I know. I know. I gave the first one a five. This one's a four and a half. Um, and I'm gonna go see it again this weekend. So does that uh, mean it was a letdown? No, it's just they're they're. The first one was such a confident film, and it's it's half the story, and I and I loved Oscar Isaac and Jason Momoa's characters. This one is just a lot. It's a lot to take in in one viewing. So my my rating of it is right now based on based on a viewing I had a month ago. I haven't seen the movie for a month, um, so I'm going to go back this weekend. But right now I'm standing at a four and a half. It's excellent. I'm, I will say just for people out there who are interested in this, this movie is incredible in IMAX. Um, the whole thing was shot in IMAX. Um, so if you have a chance to see it in an IMAX theater, it is playing at Udvar Hazy. It's also playing at all the AMCs and IMAX as well. The cinematography is incredible. Hans Zimmer's music is remarkable. The performances are incredible. The visual effects are incredible. I, you got to see this on the biggest screen possible. This is this is a reminder of why we go to the movies. And I think that art form has been lost. A lot of that has been lost over the years with streaming and cell phones and, and TikTok and Instagram and people watching things on their phones and their tablets. At the end of the day, this is the type of movie that is designed and made to remind you why you leave the house and you share that experience with strangers. And you get a big bucket of popcorn, whatever you need to do. This is what this is about. That's what Oppenheimer was. That's what Barbie was. That's what, you know, these filmmakers are making movies that are, are, are keeping the theatrical experience alive. And that's what Denis Villeneuve is doing. This movie is going to make probably a billion dollars. And I, I just, I'm just so happy it exists. I genuinely am happy it exists. Like, this All right, is, Kevin. This is You're like, that nerd. Four and a half out of five for Dune 2. We'll talk to you next week, pal. All right, J.J. McCarthy, let's go. Nice. That's Kevin McCarthy from Fox 5. Coming up next, it is our first reveal, our initial quarterback rankings, each of the junkies on who should be drafted. 
That's next. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at Hero.co. Chucky's coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 in the DMV. Coming up in an hour, our $10 to 10K challenge. The listeners have helped us out, I think, turned 10 bucks into 56 so far. That's, that's progress. I might be wrong, we'll but take it. we doubled up mm-hmm. and then we more than doubled up. Yep. So thank you to our listeners for helping us advance because we've retired, at least for now, the Junkies Weekend Parlay, and we're doing this $10 to 10K challenge. And so far, two for two. So that's coming up at 820. We need your picks, and then we'll vote on what we believe is the best play of the weekend, and then hopefully that will turn into more money, and we'll keep chasing that 10K. John Feinstein joins us at 8, but right now... We wanted to do our quarterback rankings. Uh, Drab went out and got some letter boards. I know. It looks like you went to Michael's Arts and Crafts. I like it, Drab. I almost feel like this is something you hold when you go to prison. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? With your like mugshot. Yeah. Dude, I was in a Walmart in Sterling at t- like 10 p.m. last night. Ah, okay. Run- Jeez. Yeah. So you went straight to like the crafting section? Like where, where else? Yeah, I went you- to three different Walmarts okay. and Michael's. <laughs> Look at you. Yeah. So we're going to reveal our boards. I don't know how we want to do this. I think probably just individually we each give our own board, or do we each want to do like pick by pick, like who we have number I, one? I don't have a lot of rationale yet. This is my preliminary rank. It's preliminary okay. rankings for everybody. I'm just saying. You want me to go first? Sure. Should we go one at a time or one, one pick at, one at a time? time. He's going to unveil his board. But this is just your tingle play. Yeah. Like you these, got, are, these are my tingles, tingle play my top five. You're just going through the scouting process right yeah. now, and then on draft night it becomes permanent. Uh, yeah, I'm not willing to die on this yet, but uh, I don't know how to reveal it. Should I? 
Should I just reveal it now and then just kind of just yeah. explain? All yeah. right. So you know me. I've become a Jaden Daniels guy. So uh, I'm intrigued by the skill set. He reminds me a, a, a lot of Lamar. Um, obviously, the running ability is insane. Uh, great deep ball thrower. I think he has a lot of potential as a passer. Um, I just think he's a multifaceted weapon. I don't care about his fantasy. That's not my thing. I just think that if he's in trouble, he could beat you with his arms or his legs. And I'm just really intrigued by his talent. He's got good size. The only thing I'm worried about is what everyone's worried about is durability. He's got that narrow frame. He's not like me. You don't have that 10-inch drop, broad shoulders, <laughs> just like a beast. Um, now, Caleb, I have at number two, only because he has performed at a high level uh, for three years. So the fingernails have scared you all along. Yeah, you I said mean, you're I just, out, I don't but like he still all that makes your board. The field stuff, but, I mean, talent is talent. Yep. Um, so he's clearly a talented quarterback, and I think, you know, I think Caleb could certainly be a big-time quarterback no question about it i just i'm a little bit more intrigued by Jaden's skill set uh drake may i you know i've only done a little bit of uh evaluation of drake i like him i have a middle of the pack in terms of the top five the guy i'm really intrigued by is jj i feel like jj mccarthy has he's one of these guys i'm not a size guy but he has the size and i feel like he's sneakier athletically than people think so i think there's a lot there and Penix, I'm also just intrigued by him. He's another multi-faceted guy. He's got. Do you guys think he has like a weird throwing thing? Like it's a little. It's not. I think he most, throws lasers. It's just because he's left-handed. It's left-handed, so it just looks weird. Throws you, you invert off. his his throws that to right-handed that it looks normal. It looks a little weird to me, but but I've seen him just with a flick of the wrist makes some really nice throws. So there you go. Jaden one, Caleb two, Drake May three, JJ four. And Panics 5, this is my going into the draft right now, my pre-draft rankings, my first go-around. Does anybody else have those same five guys on the board? I do. I so have, I could go second. I have the same five. You have the same five? All right, do yours next. Right, I have Penix at five. I'm going to go from five to one. The injury history scares me, and the guy's been in college forever. He's been in college since 2018. He's got a lot of experience, but he's barely hanging on to the number five spot. Because of the injuries, they concern me. But he's my number five. I've got Drake May at four. I thought he was a foobar for you. He's tumbling. He's close to falling off the list. I'm just telling you, this is the tingle list. When the real list comes out in April, hey, that, that, he may not be I on say, the list. Can I see who's this talking about? Drake May. Oh, Drake okay. May at this, four. This kind of pokes some holes into your foobar list. Yeah. Right? You can't have him in your top five. Case and then was scared, scared to not put him on the list. I like, Drake look, May. I, I like the Who would you replace skills? him with? Who's on the outside looking in right now? Who, who has six? a chance I, to slide in if, if they have a good pro day? Six, but this guy is going to wow at the combine. Joe Milton. Joe Milton is going to wow people at the combine. Now, he's not a great thrower, but he's 6'5". He's 240. And he's he, another Anthony Richardson yeah, type? Yeah, he could zoom up the draft board. So he's he's like on the outside looking in. He's All probably right. like what six about or Bo seven. Nicks? Bo Nicks is kind of in that same territory. All right. So I have McCarthy at three. I kind of hold my nose a little bit with this, but I think he's going to impress at the combine and show that he was kind of restricted as to what he could possibly do if he's given more responsibility. So I have him at three. Of course, I have Jaden at two. Uh, I love the, the dual threat. His slight frame concerns me a little bit, but he does have that floor where if things break down, he can rip off a 50-yard run, and I love that. And I, I just can't knock Caleb out of the number one spot at this point. Too many Patrick Mahomes comps. 
He's the most skilled of all these guys. Uh, his his size deters me a little bit. He could fall out of that number one spot. But as of right now, on my tingle board, Caleb is number one. All right, so Cakes has Caleb Williams one, Jaden Daniels two, J.J. McCarthy three. Even though he's on his FUBAR list, Drake May somehow makes his board at number four. Yeah, it's weird. And he has Penix going five. And again, this is not who we think is going to get selected in this order. This is who we think is the best. Who's impressed you the most? Well, who yeah. we think is going to have the best pro career. This is your scouting yes. take. Yes. It's our ranking. We were implored to watch ranking. film yesterday and come up with a list. Did you watch yeah. film? Send these to Adam Peters Thumb. immediately. Yeah. I watched a solid... 15 minutes I of film. Monicum of film. Yeah. After I was hitting uh, 280 yard bombs in a garage, <laughs> then I did. Right. Fish bucks. Fish. Uh, all right. So I'd be a hypocrite if I didn't have Drake May one. Oh, I like it. So what I've do you got, see on film? Got, he was your guy. I've got Drake May one. Um, I just like, he, he, look, out of all the guys on my list, he played the least amount of college football. So I, th- you know, they talk about upside and potential. I like mm-hmm. it, but I like the size. I do like, be, you know, 6'4, 230. Um, he's got a little bit of a hitch in the throwing mechanics. I think they're going to have to work on that, whoever drafts him. Uh, I think he is athletic. I don't know why Merrill Hodge doesn't. He I, thinks I, he's athletic. I think he's – well, I think he's more athletic than Merrell <laughs> he Hodge. He never listens to you. You I know. tell him I mean, every he time. Said, I don't think super athletic. Right. Yeah. So, obviously, he's an athlete. So, um, he can actually run. A lot of times at North Carolina – North Carolina's offensive line wasn't very good this year. So, when they were getting pressured, he, he was forced out of the pocket a lot. And they also ran a lot of design stuff for him, too. But um, I think he's a really good athlete, so I would take May 1. Caleb, I, I don't like some of the off-the-field stuff, but he's he's still very talented. Talent is talent. And uh, I can't overlook that. So I got him. I got him, too. Um, I've got Jaden 3, even though Caleb and Jaden, to me, are really close. Um And Jaden's played a lot of college football. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. And he obviously he got better. From his days at ASU to LSU, and the, he's a running threat. He's the biggest running threat of out of all the guys that I've got in my top five. Um, so I got Jane three. I've got Bo Nix four, and I basically only have him four because he played more college football than anybody, maybe in the history of college football. Is he like a seventh year guy or he, something. He, he played, and he played in two power conferences. He his stats actually are better than Jaden Daniels from this past year. He completed almost eighty percent of his passes. Think about that. 77.6% of his passes. The year before that at Oregon, he completed over 70%. A lot of easy throws from what he, I've seen. And I don't watch a ton of college they, football. All, all these guys have easy yeah. throws. Yeah. Um, so, but you can't overlook the 45 touchdowns and only three picks. Okay. That's a I'm sorry. Sick ratio. Um, and then I've got JJ5. And JJ might move up the board for me over the next month and a half. Mm hmm. Because out of all of these guys, he played in more of the pro-style system, played a lot of under-center stuff, just didn't put up a lot of numbers. I also didn't think he played great in the national championship game. Ten completions. I thought there were some plays he, he had, and he just didn't complete them uh, against a, a fair, an average to below average Washington defense. But J.J. could move up the board based on you know combine and all these evaluators. Um, and look. These, these these names could change over the next six weeks. But if All we're right. doing the tingle play March 1st, I've got May 1, Caleb 2, Jaden 3, Bo 4, JJ 5. All right, that leaves me. I'll readily admit I don't watch a ton of college football, but I did watch film on all the guys yesterday. 
here's the flaw in this game. We're all tainted by things that we've seen and heard on TV. I'll start with number one. I didn't think I was going to go Caleb Williams, but after watching the film, Caleb Williams is the most electric player on the field, and that's including Jaden Daniels. What really jumped out at me is some of his passes downfield were with guys in his face. And when you watch a film of a lot of these guys, you don't see during the highlight reels many times where they've got a dirty pocket and pressure in their face. It doesn't seem to phase Caleb Williams. Now, there are red flags. He fumbles the ball, maybe holds on to the ball too long, but... I can see why Cliff Kingsbury compared him to Patrick Mahomes. He's a flat-out stud. So I've got Caleb Williams, one. I've got Drake May, two. Some say they look at his interceptions going up and his completion percentage going down. Orlovsky says his feet are horrible and says he maybe needs to sit for two years. He reminded me of Josh Allen and Big Ben. He has one where he throws the ball left-handed where he's got somebody draped on him. He's got another highlight where he's he does kind of the Tebow play where he's running into the defensive line and then he throws the ball. Like, that physicality, he may have uh, more problems in his game right now than some of these other guys that some of these experts say, oh, his feet aren't there. But if he can improve, remember when Josh Allen came into the league, the knock on him was... Accuracy, And he got it better, and his completion percentage got better. But he had that physicality. I think it's hard to overlook the physicality of Drake May. So I've got him two. I've got Jaden Daniels three. Look, the red flags, we all see it. It's He's super skinny. He does throw a great deep ball. But his guys were unbelievable in college. Every one of these bombs that I saw, the guys are pretty much wide open. He had elite players on the outside. And it seems like he had a clean pocket most of the time. And I don't like the way he runs. EB, when you watch Russell Wilson run, you know he's kind of short, stocky, and he gets down. If you watch Jaden Daniels, he's very upright in the way that he runs. Like It just seems like he can get killed. It's definitely something that, that you need to be concerned about. But it's hard to ignore a guy who runs for over 1,000 yards. Like the dual threat. He is going to be a game changer in the league if he's healthy, mm-hmm. simply because he's got the legs to go with it. If it was just a passing contest, I would have put Penix over him. I've got Michael Penix four. The guy can flat out sling it. Um, maybe because he's a lefty. It reminded me of Tua. I thought of that too. But I did see him move out of the pocket and throw the ball accurately Pretty deep downfield, scrambling the ball. It's just I can't put him above Jaden Daniels because he doesn't have that, you know, raw athleticism. I mean, he's an athlete, and he's had a bunch of injuries, so it's more being scared. Like, I kind of wanted to put him above Jaden Daniels, but I didn't. And then I've got JJ5. He reminded me of Doug Flutie. And Daniel Jones, a combo. If, if, if Doug Flutie and Daniel Jones could meet, because the thing which impressed me the most about J.J. McCarthy was his running. Mm-hmm. Like when they would roll him out or just design runs, guy's fast. 
And he can make the throws. So I've got Caleb Williams, one. Drake May, two. Jaden Daniels, three. Michael Penix, four. J.J. McCarthy, five. All right. A lot of overlap on this our list. This will be sense. on the website or something. Well, I'll, I'll take pictures during the break. Why don't we each take a picture like out there in front of the, the sign holding our board, and I'll tweet it and put it up on our Instagram page. It feels like a prison thing. Right? <laughs> yeah, it does a little bit. Yeah, yeah it does. Or, or like a little kid's first day at sure, school. Exactly. Or, we, or right. we could put them all up out there because this has like, if, all we just need is four nails. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you put them on the wall. Hold them. Yeah. Yeah. It's got the names yeah. on yeah. the wall. Like, like, our proud Mar- like Martin Luther. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about dressing up the studio <laughs> or the hallways. <laughs> um, all right. Oh, when are we doing the jugs list? When are we doing all that? Not I mean, jug more. That's, you're more interested in that one. <laughs> we can, we I, can do it uh, during the EP if you like. Yeah. I, 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 had, do have, I do have material for well, you guys. Well, that's going to take over. Nice. That, that would be the entire EP. There's no yeah, chance. I mean, yeah, do we don't need to talk about that? anything else. There's a lot of buzz on Mount Jugmore. I had somebody text me yesterday who yeah, was actually, at happy hour and said that his uh, friend, a female, yeah. wanted to know if Katy Perry would make Mount yeah. Jugmore. And Look, I said, not was, my list. There are a lot of difficult decisions. Yeah, I have, have visual them ranked. aids, visual aids, and everything. <laughs> Can I yeah. do my, I like my leg more? <laughs> sure, you want to I'm a leg guy. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is bit season. No, but <laughs> if right. I if I were gonna gonna do it, I would be Mount Legmore. Yeah, and who's Tay-Tay, number one Tay-Tay, on the top of your list? I don't know. Tay Tay would be on it, but a bunch of Russian tennis players. <laughs> yeah. Bunch All of right. women whose last names end in O. Tay Tay would also yeah. make the flat so ass list. Hold on, you're doing Jugmore. I know Mars doing cheeks. And Drag's doing lips. 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 That's <laughs> yeah, that's his thing. He's a lips guy. Mount <laughs> Lipmore. Right. He's drawn to the lips. All right. What? Well, all right. What time do you want to do that? You want to save it for the EP? I just put it at nine twenty later in the show. Hey, real quick. I think, I think, it's, I think they're important lists. The yeah. I mean, Valdez is very, very excited. <laughs> well, very, no, 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 no. I'm very, I'm very prepared. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at it. Real quick. Can we each give our number two? Because what do you mean? No, I just wanted curious who the commanders would have with your board. If it went this way, yes. they would select Caleb. But this is just my rankings. This right. is not okay, how I so think it's yeah, going to I know it's your rankings, so Caleb. Jaden. Jaden. I don't think that. Who do you have at number two on your board? If they right, followed that, your board. Well, I've got Caleb, but that doesn't matter. So right. two Caleb. Because and the, I've got Drake the Bears aren't taking May 1. Yeah. So that's just my list. Right. You this is just know. my rankings. This <laughs> has know. nothing to do with what team is drafting where. Caleb's going to go one. I'll put money on it right now. No, I'm not betting anything. I'm not betting anybody. You anything. don't think there are any scouts or any GMs from any team that believe Drake May is the best quarterback in the league? There might be some. I just don't think. I mean, you mentioned Joel Klatt loves Drake May. Uh, Tim yeah, Hasselback yeah, loves Drake fine. May. But he's he's they don't work for the Bears. Heads. Yeah, they're not Dude, NFL I know, GMs. but maybe another team moves up and they, they want Drake May and they, they move Even up to one. Even though I saw that picture of Brock Bowers and he looks like the biggest like Dungeons & Dragons <laughs> nerd and like I know, People say he's a Hall of Famer. I, I was kind of dreaming about him yesterday a yeah. little bit. But, I, mean, <laughs> I honestly was. He looks way different when he's in pads and catches a pass in the seam. And, and he outruns 60, DBs. I've never 60 seen yards. a bigger-looking dork than, than this guy. He, he needs a, a new fit. He needs the, a makeover. The fit that he wore in that picture with and, Gronk was like, he terrible. Just, he, he just didn't look at like the way he yeah. was standing. He was asked about it yesterday. What did he say? He said it, he said it all the group chat is just pounding him for that <laughs> yeah. photo. I mean, he looks He said he realized ridiculous. he looks terrible yeah. in that photo. It, yeah, can you knows. find me a photo of him like in shorts and a t-shirt where he doesn't self-aware. look ridiculous? Like he looks sure, like yeah. the biggest nerd in history. He had a bad haircut, the shorts were ill-fitting. I mean, you have to watch him. Well, if you can. I listen, I've seen the clips. I know what an oh, athlete no, this is. This weekend. But I was actually thinking, man, if maybe we should just 
maybe we should just uh, trade down and, <laughs> and take Bowers and then take, like, J.J. or something later. You know what I mean? Like you got a young quarterback. Well, when, are you young tight end? when are you talking about How later? J.J. McCarthy might go, like, top ten. Well, I'm talking about later in the first round or something. I don't know. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know, okay, because I'm trying to acquire two first-round picks, take Bowers with one of them, and then take one of these quarterbacks. Well, one of ha- the lower-rated quarterbacks, you know, three through five or something. What and happens if they're gone? Well, then you missed. <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrible then, Sam, then Sam Howell's your starter. You have to do your evaluation. Yeah. You He's have to okay look. with that. No, Sam- I'm not, I wouldn't say. Listen, I'm not lobbying to start the season with Sam Howell. Sam butchered his chance. He needs to sit down and relax now. And Min- he had his opportunity. It's Minshew mania. No, <laughs> you're, not, you're not able to get one of your quarterbacks. Well, I mean, the ones that are available are Kirk and who else? I don't want Baker, but Minshew. Or you could draft somebody with the second round. I mean, maybe pick. yeah, maybe they like Bo Nix or something. I don't yeah. know. You know what I mean? Yep. All right, let's take a break. You want to chime in throughout the show? You can always call us on the MGM National Harbor listener lines at 800-636-1067. Same number for the Thompson Creek Windows text machine. Standard message and data charges may apply. You can always tweet us at Junks Radio. Be right back. Welcome back. Junkies come to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 in the DMV. 910 The Fan and 105.1 FM in Richmond, VA, and we are streaming live on the Odyssey app, wherever you may be. We've got John Feinstein joining us at 8 o'clock, then at 8.20, we try and turn 10 bucks into 10K. We'll need your picks, so get those ready for 8.20. Um, saw this story a couple days ago about a study on who is more likely to let themselves go and get fat and happy after you get married. It's 50-50 shot. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's... Coin flip. The men or the women? Who lets themselves go more? I guess it's the men. My guess would be the dudes. That's Anybody else? Anybody want to guess that it's the women? Is 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 there there more delineation? Like... like like uh, women that work or women that stay at home or guys that... I think it's just a, a post-marriage deal. Just post-marriage, who lets themselves go more? Guys or, or girls? I'm going to say know. guys. I would probably say guys. I mean, guys but are lazier. I don't think it's an overwhelming number, though. It is men. Yeah. Men get fat and happy. Right. And the women just settle. They say that uh, marriage is associated with a 5.2% increase... In the prevalence of becoming overweight for men and a 2.5% rise in obesity. Um, <clears throat> some of that might just go with being older, though. Because I wonder if they studied single men and single women, right? You tend to gain weight as you get older. I think that's pretty natural, yes. I haven't uh, done a deep dive in this Maxim study or whatever. Maxim magazine, if it's still a thing. I guess it is online. Are they they still been printing that and you buy it at your local 7-Eleven? Do they even have, like, when you go to Safeway, do they even have magazines anymore? Yes. They do. Yep. I never go down that aisle. They have it at the the Harris Teeter where I live. You head towards the frozen foods, and it's, like, parked right outside of, like, uh, like, where the vitamins are. There's a, just a, a standalone rack of magazines. Is it shrinking? I mean, it's not a big rack. I mean, it's it's not as big as the racks Valdez is going to show us later in his Mount uh, Jugsmore, but do it's they, sizable. Do they still sell dirty magazines? No. Or with the proliferation of, not a hair steeder, yeah. but like with the proliferation of, you know, the internet, you know, porn. 
I'm you, sure they do. Like where? next time, like, like, like Seven Eleven. Even Playboy went all digital like five, six years ago, right? Yeah. I, I bet know. it's. I bet you can get them like a Seven Eleven. If it's Seven Eleven, you still can because it used to be behind like where the cashier is. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've been to a Seven Eleven in the last six months. I don't, I don't remember I don't seeing, recall seeing one. I think most of that stuff now has just been dominated by the internet. Where would you find and people's a, phones? Dirty magazine. Where? What place would sell a dirty magazine? Mar, Mar would know. He's a young single guy. Mar, where do you get your dirty magazines? Like you said, man, it's all over the internet. Yeah. I mean, it's just too easy. Where else would sell them? Drabby, you would know. know. I mean, a bookstore, bookstore? wouldn't sell them. Like, you can't go to a Barnes Noble and buy <laughs> no, it. There's hustler. not even a bookstore anymore. They used to have the least security ever, though. At a Seven Eleven in some stores, where they would just have all the magazines, yeah. and then the dirty magazine was just behind like a black cover. Sure, they, or, or like <laughs> like you black. could like yeah. you couldn't just pick up the magazine well, behind the black Cakes cover. Did. Cakes did that move. I definitely well, somebody I know definitely did that move in college. Yeah, when he had the sticky fingers. What somebody you, you know also <laughs> did that with uh, videotapes. Well, that that was a one off. Yeah, that was oh, a, with the magazines was not a one-off. No, the magazines were. That was like that a matter was, of routine. That was that was yeah. It was more than I feel one, like I'll just say more than once when you were living at <laughs> when you were at Towson. Yes, and correct. you were living in the dorms or Tiger maybe Pride. an apartment. Yeah, I feel like you and your boys had a stack of those in the bathroom. I would say at one point <laughs> next directly next to the toilet. Yes, I remember a, that there was a stack of. <laughs> no, I mean, probably not, two not feet tall. Oh, it was. Yeah, it was it was this tall. Yeah, this tall, and it was gross and hideous. But look, the, those were the college years. That's kind of the way we lived. <laughs> and I probably is the one who responsible for getting most of the materials through illicit means. But I, I'll say this: I was I'm not going to say where I was yesterday, but what, where I was yesterday, I saw a lot of big fat women. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> the mall. Hmm. I'm not gonna tell you where I was, but there was a, there was fatties. Where could Jason have been? Eh, what about matter. fat guys? Were there fat guys? Well, <laughs> yeah, but not as fat as the women were. Right. Really? <laughs> no, it was, it was noticeable. Just... <clears throat> noticeable for that particular spot and and time. Yes, it was mm. noticeable. Interesting. No, there are places that have far less men and women that are out of shape. Like my brother lives in a town. Mm-hmm. In some in New Jersey, for some reason, I don't know if it's the culture there. There aren't any fatties. Everybody just works out. Uh, it's got maybe it's because it's it, very few. Yeah, like, well, I th- we, we, haven't we always speculated that the more money you have, maybe the skinnier you are. Maybe I everybody there true. has trainers, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah, they're all. Where there's a, like a, a pressure. It's a, well, a wealth. Got to keep up with the Joneses, right? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. You're. He's pointed that out before, and I never really thought about it. And then I was like, okay. Well, he lives in one of the richest neighborhoods in America. Yeah, it's very yeah, I mean, there's, there's... Typically, rich guys don't marry big, fat Arctics. <laughs> and if they do, not, they it's divorce them. Not... Yeah, they get, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he lives in Eli Manning's neighborhood. Yeah, but he's not in a gated community. I mean, there's different parts of Summit, New Jersey. I'm yeah. saying that the, the overall, not all of them are, I mean, there's houses which are super expensive, but there's others which are normal. Right. Um. But yeah, I mean, same th- same thing probably out in like um, L.A. where where Kelsey's living. Everybody's like nice weather. Everybody's going for everybody's runs. Always out. Yeah. Yeah, I would think I would think in a place like L.A. Where do all the big fatties live? Minneapolis. Yeah. 
No, like the South, like Arkansas and Lanham. you always you always Lanham. see these lists Laurel. of the unhealthiest states. They're yeah, like usually Mississippi, like down south, Alabama, yeah. SEC country. Yes, Louis. SEC country is the big fatties. Is that true? Is, it, yes. is, is there a map of? Uh, I would think. I would that. think cold places have big fatties. So they're the, yes, they warm. So they're the blubber. heaviest people down south and southeast, for sure. Mississippi, Louisiana. Most of well, B states, poor. actually, most yeah, of B states. They're the poorest areas. Yeah. West Virginia is number Again, it's one. A, it's, I think it's right. tied into your income. Then it's Kentucky, Alabama, Oklahoma. If, you bust, if you're busto, you're depressed. West, West Virginia? They went, they yeah, I said West Virginia, Virginia okay. is number one, most obese. Right? If you're busto, you're depressed. You, 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 you know. You're eating subpar food. You're just eating. You know, all you're, not, the time. you're not buying. Well, and you're, you're, not buying, you're eating like, fast food because it's cheap. Fast food's cheaper. That's true. You know. You're probably ugly. <laughs> Just piling on. I mean, it's true. What, do, you, so what are the top five that you have? Top five most obese <laughs> states in 2024. Oh, this is Mississippi's current. one. Go ahead. West Virginia one. Wow. 40.6% are obese. obese. This is by BMI. Yeah. Kentucky two. Ooh. Alabama three. I'm going to Kentucky. Oklahoma yes, four. Are. Mississippi like five. Yeah, you're gonna feel silly when you land in Louisville. It's all in that area. <laughs> Arkansas six, Louisiana seven. Are those... right, here's your outlier: South Dakota eight, Ohio nine, and the tenth most obese state, Iowa. All right, can you type in thinnest state? <laughs> uh, most sure. in shape, most sillies? in shape states. The, the thinnest state. <laughs> Let's guess. Uh, my guess: number one, Colorado. Everybody's outdoors all the time, unless there's two feet of snow They're on the like ground. They're like hiking and all that. Yeah. If you're into that, that's very like, active. I'm going to say Arizona. It's probably Arizona good. Everybody's sin? sweating. Everybody's sweating all the time in Arizona. I'll stick with California. I think California might Ah, be. Hawaii. Mm. Hawaii won. Cakes was close. I feel like Hawaii women like, are beefy. They're like sumo wrestlers. You've been there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I've I mean, never been. Don't you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like all those guys that like play at BYU or whatever? Samoans, yeah. Yeah. The Polynesians. Polynesians. Yeah. All right, so well, after, after that, that, with no, that no, silly no. sauce, now, the, this is different. Yeah. It's a different list, but Colorado comes out number one, Vermont two, Massachusetts three, Hawaii four, California five. This is for thinnest. Thinnest. Massachusetts? Yes. That's strange. Is thin? Maybe just wealth. Is Massachusetts a wealthier state? Don't know. Couldn't tell you. Now you're going to have me Google no. <laughs> the states. Yeah, I can, I, I can, it's too much Google. But, all right, so so West Virginians are the fattest, and guys are dumpier than women. <laughs> yes. Those the guys punt more after getting married. Right. You get fat and happy. Right. So it is what it is. I guess that's my excuse, Kate. <laughs> all right, coming up next, it's Fridays with Feinstein on the fan. What? Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. 
Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So, what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Back, Chucky's coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 and the DMV, 910 and 105.1 FM in Richmond. And we're streaming live on the Odyssey app, wherever you may be. You can also watch us on the Monumental Sports Network, brought to you by Crop Metcalf, official heating and cooling company of the Junks. Looking to be their next five-star HVAC technician or plumber, visit CropMetcalf.com to join their team. Coming up at 8.20, we chase... Our 10K, our $10 to 10K play of the week. So if you've got picks for us, that's coming up at 820. But joining us right now is our pal John Feinstein, best-selling author, Washington Post columnist. He's brought to you by Golfdom. They have the new products ready to go for golf in the spring. Come get fit for new clubs from Callaway, TaylorMade, Titleist, Ping, and more. Visit Golfdom in Tyson's, Annapolis, or Rockville. Golfdom, live the game. Good morning, John. Good morning, fellas. How's everybody doing? We're doing all right. So uh, yesterday we had a little fun with the fact that Josh Harris was sitting in on meetings at the Combine with the quarterbacks. Right. Is that a red flag? I don't know if it's a red flag, but it's something of a flag. Hmm. Uh, remember, the the biggest problem with Snyder, among many, was his uh, interfering with the coaches and who who they were going to sign and trades and draft picks. Uh, and you don't need the owner in those meetings. You certainly want the owner to be aware, because especially with quarterback, because it's such a an important position. Uh, but you don't need the owner in those meetings. You don't know how the the players will react to his presence, whether they'll get nervous. Who knows? But uh, it is a flag. I wouldn't say it's a red flag. It, 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 if I were a fan of the team. Uh, it would make me a bit more nervous as in, are we going to go through this again? Hmm. Yeah, the only thing I'll say in his defense is he hasn't shown in his other franchises that he's owned, at least publicly that we don't know of, him being particularly like a meddler. You right, know? right. And, and well, and the, but the other side of it, Eric, is he didn't pay $6 billion for any of those teams. Right. And, I can see uh, being I interested. Know, I don't know uh, what, you know, whether he likes – football the most, hockey the most, basketball the most. Uh, maybe he's just a big old football fan, so he wants to sit in on these meetings. And as somebody said the other day, he has the absolute right to do it. He's the owner. Uh, he, he paid the $6 billion bucks, uh, But Snyder had the right to do it, too, mm-hmm. and took advantage of that right uh, to the detriment of the team. So I, I always think, again, I, I said this to you guys before, the best approach to me is the Steve Bashotti approach, who said to Ozzie Newsom when he was general manager and to Eric DaCosta, now that he's a general manager, just do me a favor. If you're going to make a major move, let me know about it 
so that I don't hear about it from one of my friends down the street mm-hmm. because that would be a little embarrassing as the owner of the team. Right. And he never said, don't do this, do this. Now, when when the Ravens or now the, the commanders uh, are <clears throat> making a big money move, obviously they have to consult with the owner because it's his money. But that doesn't mean he should be sitting in on, on uh, meetings like that. All right, so I see you wrote about uh, Jeff Jones leaving. Um, yep. Leaving Old Dominion, and we know that Mike Jones, uh, oh, the math guy, is going to get that gig. Pressers today, ten yeah. forty-five. Yep. Yep. Did they? Did he? Is he leaving because of health issues, or just they just haven't? Oh, major health, health issues. issues. Well, I, mean, I know he's, he's got had cancer. Major and stuff. Issues. Well, and he had a heart yeah, attack, a heart attack. Yeah. in December that yeah. forced him to step away from the team at the time. Uh, initially, he was planning to come back, but I think when he had some time to think about it. Uh, he's 63. He's been a head coach for 32 years. He's had a lot of health problems. He's had, uh, this is his fourth bout with cancer, yep. uh, and throw in the heart attack. And I talked to him, uh, what, what was the day he announced the retirement? Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, Monday. and he said, you know, I, I'm fine. I feel good right now. And I'd like to stay feeling good. And the stresses that come with coaching college basketball are greater now, I think. Uh, than at any time than mm-hmm. since I've been involved because of the NILs, because of the uh, transfer portal. And uh, I think he just decided the best thing for him was to not deal with any of that stuff and to not have another heart attack. My dad had three of them. Uh, so, you know, you get through a heart attack, you feel good. doesn't mean you, you don't have to take care of yourself. You do. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm glad for Jeff. I think this is uh, a good time for him to make this decision, and uh, and Mike Jones is a good coach. I mean, he was a terrific coach at, at uh, uh, DeMatha for, what, Jason, like 21 years? Yep. A long time. He won yeah. over 500 yeah. games, won nine city titles. They are not the yeah. pro- same program since, by the way. <laughs> no, they're not, no. but he, here's a quick funny story. When, <clears throat> when Morgan retired yeah. and Mike took over, um, they started very badly. They had a nine-game losing streak. Mm-hmm. And one day at the Red Hour back lunch, I said to Morgan, I said, what, what, what was the most games you lost in a row? Three, four? And he looked at me and he said, three in a row? <laughs> oh, I never lost three games in a row. Because <laughs> his record was like 1,200 and 100. Um, but I think Michael would be a good choice for Old Dominion. And Jeff's, I've known Jeff since he played. Mm-hmm. And uh, very good player, by the way, underrated player, because Samson was on the team for three of his four years, and, and so people know Samson. He was dishing to Jeff Lamp. Lamp was silly. Yeah, Jeff Lamp and Lee Raker. Yeah, they were um, good. But, uh, uh, I, you know, I, as, as I wrote in the column, um, he's been a class act. Uh, through everything he's ever done, and uh, I wish him the best. Jeff, I, he's actually a really nice guy, um, John. Yeah, yeah. and um, I actually met him for the first time. They were playing, and I was down at the Bahamas with my family, and they were playing in that Thanksgiving tournament. Um, Rick Patino was down there when he was at Louisville, and I just sat down. I don't know, Jeff Jones and I just started talking. We'd had him on the show a few times. Yeah, and I years. met him, and then he was just so nice. Yeah. He's just a really good dude. Yeah, he so, is a really good dude. And, yep. uh, you know, the Terry Holland line about J.J., you know, uh, uh, it being a rock. If you just look at him during a game or whenever, mm-hmm. you think he's the coolest guy you've ever seen. And then you find out that inside he's he's, he's dying. Yeah. And when I did my ACC book in 1997, 
his job at Virginia was sort of on the line. Make the tournament or you're done, in spite of the, all the success he'd had. And they beat Maryland in the last game of the regular season, which everybody knew meant they were going to get in. And they were celebrating on the court, and I walked into the locker room, and Jeff was sitting there just weeping because mm. there had been so much pressure on them. And so he he's, he can be a very emotional mm-hmm. guy. Excuse me. Coffee. Uh, and, you know, he, he spent half a season with his hand in a cast because he punched a blackboard in the locker room at Cole Fieldhouse. So uh, he, he's got plenty of emotion. He was just, He's just very good at not showing it. John, sticking with college hoops, you touched on Maryland. They are ranked 354th out of 362 teams when it comes to shooting the three ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kevin, Willard, Kevin Willard has got to go into the portal and find a shooter or two. Or, or three. It, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a recruit one. Clearly a desperate need for him. Yeah, no, it's funny because I, I, I thought you guys might bring up Maryland today, and the question would be, why are they, what are they, 15 and 14, I think? Yeah. Why aren't they any better? They've got experience. They brought back their key players from last year or some of their key players. Uh, and the answer simple, like you just said, they can't shoot. Mm-mm. I mean, how many times have you read game stories? Uh, it would say, you know, Maryland did this, Maryland did that, Maryland, and Maryland shot three for 19 from three. Yeah. And in today's college basketball world, the three is so dominant that if you can't shoot it, you're in trouble. And that's been the problem for the Terrapins all year. Saying Terrapins there reminded me of something. I was not allowed, when I covered Maryland, I was not allowed to refer to them as the Terps in print. Oh, really? Yeah, it had to be the Terrapins. And now I see Terps all over the place. Terps, yeah. Terps cursive script is back, baby. Love yeah. it. <laughs> kind of staying in, in the college hoops world. Conference tournaments will start on Monday. I love right. con- I love conference tournament play. I really do. Just because the, the, there's the, the two best. I'm sorry, Jason, yep. but the two best weeks of the year yep. are next week yep. and the first week of the tournament of the NCAA tournament. Yeah, it's just awesome. I'm, there's so many games. Both. You know, there's so yep. many games to watch. But um, obviously, one of the big stories last week was the court storming, uh, yep. where your boy Filipowski got pummeled. But uh, I, I got to be honest. I was so shocked that he actually didn't miss a game because he looked, when he was getting carried off, he looked like looked he was out for bad. the year, right? Yeah, it did. Um, uh, where was I Saturday? I don't even remember. But my brother, who's a Duke grad and who, by the way, had major back surgery last week. Oh, wow. Um, but he called me from the hospital, mm-hmm. and he was furious, you know, about – he was saying, Filipowski might be out for the season, blah, blah. And I, well, let's see. It looked bad, yeah. It looked bad, and fortunately it wasn't that bad. But, uh, you know, I've been witnessing court storming since I was in college. Right. Um, and here's my feeling about him. Jay Villa said it very well. He said nobody really wants to ban him mm-hmm. because they look good on t- television. Oh, yeah. You know, there's a great, they're a great visual for programs when they win a big game. Um, and, and so the schools don't, you know, the, the SEC has tried a little bit with a $100,000 fine for a court storming. That's like finding one of us 10 bucks. Correct. Um, but I, I, there was one picture during that Saturday court storming that freaked me out. It was a father carrying his two-year-old. Yeah, I saw two, that. Two, three, I don't know. But, um, but I'm thinking, suppose he gets bumped. Right, it gets knocked down, and the and kid gets trampled. Child. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. and the child's on the floor with people running around. And I've been in court stormings, you know, when when a team has won a big game. I remember one at Duke. Duke beat Carolina. It was the year I did my ACC book, and 
the, the kids are storming the court, and some kid jumped out of the stands and would have landed on a female manager from Duke. I mean, he was headed right for her. Unfortunately, I saw him coming, and I was able to kind of deflect him. You saved her life. You're I don't hero. know what I say, but I saved her from getting hit, that's yeah, for sure. I saved her. And, and uh, she's always been grateful. Um, but, but I think it's just time. I know people like to watch him and all that. And my solution is very simple. You storm the court like Wake did on Saturday, like the women did, uh, and when Caitlin Clark got bumped, um, then the, the next game you're supposed to play at home is a forfeit. I threw that out there, yeah. And, and I and yep. because again, people have said correctly, you don't want the court to look like a police state when the game ends, right? You know, with stormtroopers surrounding, uh, excuse me, state troopers surrounding it. Um, and I don't want to do. I wouldn't want to do this, but I'll tell you one thing. If you announce that and say you storm the court, your next game's a forfeit, it won't happen again. It's like when coaches are asked by the officials to go, go on the mic and say, if you th- continue to throw things on the court, which happens, as you know, uh, we're leaving. We're going to forfeit the game. It stops. Mm-hmm. It always stops. And by the way, one of the great lines ever, Billy Tubbs was asked to go on the microphone because people were throwing stuff on the court at Oklahoma. And he said, no matter how bad the officiating is, do not throw anything on the court. Pretty funny. (laughs) Well, the ACC doesn't have, I don't think they have a penalty for court storming or field storming. I don't think they do either. I wonder if if they'll If they had a penalty, Wake Forest would be fined. Yeah, but again, the students don't care because they're not getting fined. No, they don't care, but they would care if they, if they were told that the next game would be a forfeit. forfeit. Yeah, sure. Yeah, 100%. they wouldn't do it again. Correct. And again, I, I I understand the exuberance, and it looks good as Jay Villa says, but it's dangerous. It's dangerous. I mean, this is it's not like Filipowski's the first player to get hurt. Uh, a colleague of mine, I think in Iowa, uh, years ago, got his leg broken, mm. and I've had people come right over me uh, at the end of games. Uh, the one thing about being in that TV position is it's a prime area for kids to jump on the court. And uh, you, you don't want to see kids ca- you know, taking off in handcuffs or anything like that. But you do want it to stop before. So, I mean, again, th- that, that picture I saw Saturday, you said you might have seen it too, Jason. I saw that. That scared me. Yeah. It scared me. Yeah. I and mean, what the hell is the guy What is thinking? the dad doing with a two-year-old? It's not yeah, like he's a 12-year-old doing it. Yeah, two-year-old. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's carrying the kid in his arms. Yeah, and I can tell you from firsthand experience, those particular places are chaotic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I was on the field after an Army Navy game when Army won for the first time in 15 years, and the cadets stormed the field, and it was scary as hell to be there. So I don't know, you know. Again, I do know what you do if you want to stop them, but it, Jay Billis is right; it won't stop. That's, it's not going to happen. Yeah. No. All right, John. We will talk to you next week. I will look forward to it. It's March. I know. Yeah. March 1. Can't believe it. All Unbelievable. Right. My brother would be out there today if he wasn't flat on his back. Hmm. Well, hopefully he gets better <laughs> soon. Tell him said get better will soon. Will he be bro. able to play in a month or so, or is it going to take a longer recovery that, than that? That, that? Well, put it this way. If he could play, if he, he'll play. Right. <laughs> but he, he's very worried about it because golf's a big part of his life. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so was it a I, disc? Was it a herniated disc or something? Yeah. yeah. It, it, there was f- discs fused. Oh yeah, and they oh. had to be separated. It was seven and a half hours. That's, that's like a, the tiger surgery. That's a big right? one. Didn't he have it fused? I think yeah, he did. Yeah. And uh, 
you know, it's funny because when I had my heart surgery 14 years ago now, it was four hours. Mm-hmm. And I was out of the hospital in three days. <laughs> right, right. Bobby was in the hospital for oh, a solid week and in a lot of pain. So send out your, your best wishes yep. to him. He deserves it. I don't. <laughs> All right. Thank you, John. Appreciate it. <laughs> See you guys. Yep. That's John Feinstein, best-selling author and Washington Post columnist. Golfdom has the new products ready to go for golf in the spring. Come get fit for new clubs. From Callaway, TaylorMade, Titleist, Ping, and more, visit Golfman in Tyson's, Annapolis, or Rockville. Golfdom, live the game. Coming up next, it is $10 to 10K. We need your picks, 800-636-1067. Sell us on your best play for the weekend, and then we're going to vote and come up with the best one that we deem we're two for two so we'll get us to go from ten dollars to ten k i think we're up to 56 bucks eb from what i've heard this is a big one yes ten dollars to ten k next call us with your picks 800-636-1067 welcome back chucky's coming to you live on 1067 the fan and the team 980 and the dmv Kind of retired the weekend parlay. It might come back, but I like this way better. Here's the deal: we we didn't hit for a year. We hit it twice, but I mean, I don't. I think we were O for 2023. So we decided to come up with this ten dollars to ten k play, where we ask you, all the people that have been joining us for making bad picks. Okay, you tell us why you're so smart with your picks. Mm-hmm. Now we play a part of this because you call in, you sell us your play, and then we're going to pick. What we deem is the best. Yep. We will vote. Put our heads together. 800-636-1067. You sell us on a play. We'll go with it. And we're trying to chase 10K. We started with 10 bucks. We're up to 56 right now. Uh, we hit in week one. It was uh, Villanova laying, I believe, nine and a half against Georgetown. That was a winner. Mm-hmm. And last week, we were sold on a Chet Holmgren double-double against the Wizards. And that hit. He had 25 and 10. Yep. Landed right on the number we needed. All you needed was the double-double. He needed 10 and 10. He gave you 25 and 10, Cakes. Were you guys, was it close? Oh, it was close. Oh, yeah. No, no, in terms of what you decided to go with. Oh. um, Yeah, it was between between the double-double or the Thunder laying the points. Mm -hmm. And they won by 41. So, yeah, we would have won. We would have won that way, way too, yeah. but we were kind of in between those two. Was there another one that we were thinking about? I can't close? remember. I mean, there were a few. But hey, ultimately, we, we come to an agreement. But the play, I'm sorry, that the, the listener plays were pretty good last week. They were. Somebody had Kentucky winner. Yeah, blowout. So it was a blowout. Someone had the Minnesota Wild money line on the road against Edmonton. Edmonton. Yeah. Won the game. They, I think they were a plus 170 underdog. That yeah. And then I think there was another couple winners. All right. I think D. Woods actually logged them. It's on our Junkies yeah, Facebook page. I think that's page what he's going to be doing going forward. New, new rule? Yes. JP doesn't celelebrate a bet before it hits on the Twitter account. Why? He was doing that? Yeah, never yes, do that. He did that at halftime. Never ever celebrate. That. I said it was looking good. <laughs> I, yeah, I that, know, that's but it's premature that's You did that with that's, Porzingis one time. That's, that's premature a, celebration. That's a jinxy move. That that's a jinxy, jinxy move. Yeah. It's called getting interaction. No, Why don't you guys tweet and Facebook and Instagram for the, the account? interaction after it hits. Yeah, after it hits. Interact about something else. <laughs> yeah. had just like, don't say. He had like crow. 20 and 8 at the half. I wasn't crowing. I said looking good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's, yeah, that's kind of Looking good is, that's kind of a faux pas. <laughs> yeah. Kind of a faux pas. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's 
definite crawling. Who had the greatest jinx crawling. of all time? It was, it was Dan Helly one, for one game. I can't remember what it was. Okay. Remember, he jinxed something. I can't remember. I can't remember. I've done online. plenty of jinxes in my day, and I have learned over all the years. I don't crow or celebrate until there's a bunch of zeros right. on the on the clock. Mm. Right until the fat. Chick I was from trying West to Virginia get Virginia more singing. listeners yep. interested in our bet. I know I get it. Yeah, just. I, in the future, just say we're we're sweating this bet instead of <laughs> looking good. Yeah, that's all. It's we, just we, a minor tweak. We got a good sweat. Going. Twitter yeah. police out again. Yeah, they are out. They're always out. JP. All right, you wanna... it's not a Twitter thing. It's a gambling thing. <laughs> yeah. It's a gambling thing more than a Twitter. So thing, yeah. here's my question. So we're at fifty six dollars, correct? Yeah. Are we putting the entire fifty six up yes, on this play? The whole nut. All right. Yep. Everything. Every last dollar. Eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. Let's go to the phones. <clears throat> all right. Let's go to. Brian in Manassas. Hey, Brian. What's up, guys? Got hey, another winner for you. I got Byung Han on three ball over Coram Taren and Dylan Wu plus 100. Uh, he won over that by uh, three strokes yesterday. Coram was one under. Uh, Dylan was plus three. Byung was minus four. Yeah. He played well yesterday. Did it's, you did you give us the Olison three ball last it week? It had to be him. Yeah, I did. Did you see what happened with that? He hit his first tee ball in the water. Right. Well, it's a loser. Yeah, that's, it was. That's, a loser. A, that's what I saw. In Brian, in Brian's defense, though, I think his Scheffler won hit before that, so he's okay. one and one with yeah. us. But hey, Brian, what? How, how is he playing the wind? Because I heard it's going to be gusty today at at the Honda. And Valdez pays attention to the wind. We or know cognizant, cognizant, whatever yeah. you want to call trap. it. Bear trap. It's called bear trap. Yeah, bear I'm going to tell you, he, he's he's light years ahead of these guys. He's like 44 world ranking. The other two are outside 140. I thought they didn't answer my question. Yeah. How is he in the wind? I know he's a good player. I don't know. It was pretty windy yesterday, though. He doesn't know that detail. I know today is supposed to be fans on windy. wind. Yeah. The bear trap was giving those guys hell, especially that par three. He's going off early. I mean, well, it's 11.45 tee time, but, I mean, usually the wind picks up in the afternoon, but, you know. Yeah. So that's on against Wu and Taryn? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, hey, I got Denny McCarthy uh, under sixty nine point five. He's doing real well right now, but he teed off at seven o'clock. He's oh, it's too late. Then we can't get it. We in. Can't get that one. We can't get that in. This guy's got uh, all know, right? golf plays. But that's gonna hit. He's, he, yeah, he shot sixty nine yesterday too. All right. <laughs> Denny McCarthy found. is a ridiculous putter. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't even believe it. <laughs> Did you hear the story Steve Sands said? He said he was talking to uh, Denny McCarthy, and McCarthy said. Every time you talk about me, you just talk about my putting. And I'm good of a put- can you just talk about my ball striking? Yeah, I can hit the ball, too. Yeah. Uh, he's like, I, I, I got more parts to my he game. He doesn't want to be known putting. as a great putter? Well, he does. He just wants, get he's getting yeah. better overall as a sure. player. So he's, he was kind of joking. But, All right, yeah. let's go to Mike in Buffalo. Mike, what's up? What do you think here? Hey, what's up, boys? Got a hockey pick. So Ovi's, Ovi's had his hot streak. He's been cold for a few, but this isn't even due theory. All right, we, just, okay. we don't even need him to score. Just shoot. Obi needs to have four or more shots on goal against the Flyers tonight, even money. Ooh, All right, hold I, on. I kind of like that. By the four way, Ovi, or more shots. Ovi has really good success against both the Flyers and the Hurricanes, the Caps next to opponents. How many shots is he averaging per game? Especially. He's done it in four of his last five, and he did it last time they played the Flyers. Here's why I love it. Flyers Flyers one of the most penalized teams in hockey. All they right, get so like power play. ten and a half penalty minutes a game. Yeah, right. he'll get halfway there on power play shots alone. As long as JP doesn't start tweeting about it when he's at three shots on goal. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> hey, you know what? The zing puts him I in the am, lead. I am kind of biased right, for on. Ovi bets, too. I'm not, I'm not going right. to lie. Maybe your lead. All right, what is, uh, <laughs> All right, are you it's even money. Shot, yeah. Are you looking at his shot chart? Like, I mean, 
Like, let's say for the month of chart. for the month I'm, of February, how many times did he get four more shots? I'm guessing it's probably. Well, he said he went okay. over in four of the last five games. Yeah, I heard that. But it, maybe he's just on a ridiculous. He just needs as many old heater. fashions as you had in the Hennessy loss. Yeah. He needs that many, and we win the bet. I don't think I had four. Maybe I did. <laughs> the lady just kept bringing them out. Okay. All right. Do you want his numbers track. for the, for this year? Yeah. He's got. Um, hold on. You don't have it right in front 3. of you? 3.5. He's averaging 3.5. So he's got to be a Yeah, 3.5. Yes. So he needs four or more. So he needs a half yeah. a shot more. That includes all of his poopy games. All his duds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is he trending up? Like, first half of the season versus second half of the season. Can you see he that? Has, he doesn't have those splits. He might have it. Pre-All-Star break. Post-All-Star in January, break. he only had uh, three games with four or more shots in the entire month of January. What about, what about February, though? What about February? February's a lot different, right? February. He's... February's heating up. Boys, well, well, he said four out of the last five, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, we are in yeah. March now, so he should have yeah, about ten true. games. All right. Let me see. Let me see if I can. All right. He's this one a, out. he's on the board. We'll potentially. All right. Here we go. I got right. it. Um, sixth last game, three, four, three, three. A lot of threes in Ooh. there. No, I'm sorry. Sorry. Five zero four six five. What's a zero all about? That's weird. That was the six three win against Ottawa. I don't okay. know why I didn't have any shots, but. So four out of the last five, he's he's been five, four, six, five in four of the last five. All right, and before, before that, that, it was three, 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 four, three, six. I don't know, man. So I don't know if I'm he's got forty-two it. shots in the month of February. All right, let's go to Poopy Chris. Why are we calling him Poopy Chris? He became Poopy Chris last week because he <laughs> once pooped in his pants yeah. in the car. He had an accident, mm. and it's it's following him now. Well, I mean, it's happened to the it's, best of yeah. us. What are you gonna do? No. Drav, Drav has misrepresented me. I have irritable bowel syndrome, but I have never pooped my pants in the car. There was a guy who called in years ago that pooped his pants on the Woodrow Wilson Bridge. Uh, he's getting me. conflated. There's conflating stories here. So, All right. Do you have to right. take meds now, for the IBS, Chris? I do. And I will say that trying to, to figure out this pick this week gave me a lot of anxiety and nervousness. So I have sure. taken... I have taken quite a few uh, right. uh, number twos today. So Already? <laughs> so is he me. He doesn't have IBS as far as we know. No, I've only taken one today. <laughs> Go ahead. Now, I, this pick, Hockey Chris is back. We're going with Nico Heischer. Over four shots against Anaheim. Anaheim played last night. They play in shootouts all the time. So all the scores in the month of February have been well over three goals for their opponents. Nico Heischer has hit over four shots in three out of the last five games and has done it seven times in the month of February. I kind of like that. I, w- I will not bet against my boys. There's no way that I would put money on Ovi against the Flyers. Flyers do not let up a lot oh, of shots. Oh, he's pitting the other guy's pick against uh-huh. his pick. A, a bold I strategy. I like I love it. this hockey slash poopy Chris. Also, uh, Minnesota Wild. Last week, dinner, my pick. I know. True. I know. We, I gave you props. He's hyping up his bonafides, which I also like. All right, Nico, he sure. How many shots on goal? You said plus four. So four, four. Okay, and it's what's the what's the number on that? Plus one sixteen. Okay. All right, just looking at the game log. Um, I don't even know who Nico Heischer plays for, but I like he, the play. He plays for the Devils. Okay. All right. He Josh has, Harris gets butt size for him. He had six zero. <laughs> Two, six, five, and five in the last, uh, what's that, six games? Hmm. 
So in four of the six of his last it's six, hit. he has been at four or more. Man. All right, let's go. Let's move on. Let's go to try to get as many of these as we can. Let's go to PJ in Reston. Come on, man. We got to hit this pick. Guys, I'm so happy. I love the fact that uh, I love that this this uh, segment. So this is what you guys got to do. I'm a huge MMA fan, right? There is a UFC MMA main event on Saturday night. Uh, it's two guys. Their names are not that easy to say. Uh, one guy is Jair Zeno Rosenstroke. The other one is Shamir Gaziz. You want to put a lot of money on Shamir Gaziz. He's like about a minus 150 favorite. He really should be like a, like a six to one favorite. It's insane. Minus 168. Minus 168 yeah. now. Yeah, Rosenstruck coming to the UFC. He's a little bit like Derek Lewis, where he's a big knockout guy, right? He he won his first three or four fights by knockout, but since then. He's lost like like five of his last six fights. He's looked terrible. He has no skill. All he has is a knockout punch. The other guy has a knockout punch. He's got wrestling. He's undefeated. He's never lost. He's not that well publicly known, which is why we should all take advantage of it. You know, he's from like Dagestan or something like that. Um, so sure, I'm going to put him in like 14 of my parlays. I do like a bunch of baby That's parlays. A parlays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're all like baby, like, you know, like $5, $10 yeah. parlays, you know, like things like that. And if you were going to even add a couple of names on that same card, Umar Nurmagomedov, Khabib's cousin, he's 16-0, a ridiculous striker, leg dexterity like a pelican or whatever, one of those walk backwards, uh, pelican or whatever that bird is. Um, and then also, Mohamed Bokhaib is like a 3-1 to favorite. These are all like phenoms. All three of these guys I mentioned have never lost a fight. But especially Shamir Gaziv, he's like a minus one. If you guys look at like the last two years of Rosenstruck, you're going to see like loss, loss, loss. I don't even know what his overall record in the UFC is, but it's terrible. That I'm personally going to put him in 15 parlays. I recommend you guys do it as well. It will pay off big. All right. I don't even know what the pick is. Is it Shamir Aziz? Shamil Shamir <laughs> Gazeem, like minus 168. Gazeem, like John Travolta back in the day. <clears throat> yeah, the honest, I mean, it's a strong play. The guy's 12-0, and 0, yeah. and uh, Rosenstrike has lost three of his last four, and I feel like any time he main events a UFC card, he does get put out. So I do like that guy's pick. I mean, undefeated cat, you gotta you got to stick with him. Okay. Right. Mar, the UFC expert, I like that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, Although just, Rosenstrike just... two fights ago did knock out somebody else. Yeah. Now, he lost his last one by rear naked choke. I don't know how you feel about it, but if we put the whole nut up, we're getting it 33 back. Do you care about that? Yeah, we're, I don't like those I odds. like plus number plays. Because he's too big of a favorite. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, that's yeah. just what it is. It's the number. All right, let's go, more? let's go to Josh, Upper Marlboro. Josh? <clears throat> well, gentlemen, JP shouldn't crow on Twitter, but I'm definitely here to crow because I gave you donks OKC minus 14 and a half, and I don't care if it was 14 and a half. 15 and a half or 20 and a half, we still would have hit. Yep. Tonight, I got another one for you. Dallas Mavs um, are nine and a half point underdogs at the Celtics, and that's way too many points for Luka. I got the Mavs plus nine and a half. I have faith in Luka. He just celebrated his 25th birthday with a triple double, 11 point win at Toronto. Before that, they lost to Cleveland um, on a buzzer beater. Dallas is eight and two against the spread in their last 10. 10-4 and four against the spread in their last 14 visits on the road to Boston. I got Dallas covering, gentlemen, 9.5-point underdogs. And the Junkies Listeners Union has decided that we need 10% of the payout. <laughs> I knew this would be coming uh, at some point. If, <laughs> if, if, if we keep getting, giving you guys all these great picks. It's so a we valid need 10% point. of the payout, all right? It's, it's a valid thing you bring yeah. up. It comes from cake to zen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it comes out of my piece. <laughs> I would have no problem sharing, but I know these other guys, especially yeah. the guys behind the glass. I mean, how, do you give it, how do you give it to 10%? So we've got 
You chop it. All of the picks, the people who we've used their picks. They chopped it. Do we even remember who picked in week <laughs> no. one or week you know two? It's good in theory. It's never actually really going to happen. The Mavericks, by the way, are six in the NBA in covering. Celtics are below 50% in covering. Just and he's throw taking that out OKC. No, he's taking no, he's the Mavs. Mavs. Oh, the Mavs. Yeah, Mavs. I like the Mavs play. They've been hot. They've won eight out of their last ten, and the one – that they lost most recently was on like the it's sixty foot chop by right? Max Struess. I have ten here. They're charging up the West. I have ten here currently on FanDuel. Kyrie's healthy, former Celtic. Right. The thing about NBA is, man, it's so dicey. Yes, it would have hit last week, and our play did hit. It was a double double. Just in terms of spreads, the NBA is so dicey. I mean, the Thunder lost to the Spurs. Last I feel night. like I'm I'm down to the UFC. Pick and maybe the match. Uh, let's. Should we take a break? We'll come back. Yeah. We'll pick our play. Don't go anywhere. We're the junkies on the fan. Welcome back, junkies. Come to you live on one hundred six seven. The fan and the team nine eighty. All right, we got to make our pick. Give we us have the six options. choices. All right, let's go through uh, them. Actually, only five choices that I see. All right, Brian and Manassas had a three ball play plus one hundred. A golfer named Byung. Yeah, yeah. I'm not doing that. <laughs> All right. Uh, Mike in Buffalo likes OV four plus shots tonight. I'm kind of intrigued by that, but I don't want to jinx it. I don't know. I'm kind, I'm kind of scared to bet on that one. I'm going to start calling him IBS Chris. <laughs> All right. Uh, he likes uh, Nico Heister. 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 Cakes likes this one. I kind of like. Why this do pick. you like this one more than the OV one? Just so because it's I, plus think, money. I think Chris has more bona fides and accolades, and he was he was joning on the other listeners. You pick. know Chris, like yes, I know Chris. Is he a poker guy? He comes out. To he's a caps guy, big caps guy. He is. I think he's a poker guy too, but he's mainly a caps guy. Isn't he a golf guy? Doesn't he? Yeah. Think he's a golf guy too. Yeah. Yeah. Used uh, to be a golf guy. PJ oh. and Rustin likes a UFC fighter whose last name is Kaziz against and, Royce and, and Strike. And likes that one. But it's minus 168. I'd rather, I'd rather have a disease than pick Kaziz. <laughs> I don't think personally. we can do that. Minus 168, it's just like yeah. it's like no totally against the spirit you. of the bet. It's I know, but be we, even money. But we made money. We made money on the last play because it was plus money, so we got some room to work right. with. And then Josh you in Upper Marlboro yes. says go with the Mavs, catching nine and a half points against Boston. Um, Drab came in during the break and said Lucas questionable. Now he played the full game the other night and had a triple double and scored a ton of points. I would imagine he plays. I can't you know trust what? the NBA. Sorry, I'm taking that one because I, I, that's my vote. But I'm I going with the disease, disease. <laughs> I like Jason likes the fave in UFC. I just, I just he convinced me. I'm going me. with cakes. I'm trusting cakes on this one. Oh, you are. You guys must like Heischer. I'm trusting you. He, Cakes that, didn't even know what team the guy played for. By the way, trusting him. This this guy that we're that we're betting on, I didn't even wasn't aware of this. He was the number one overall pick in the 2017 NHL draft. He might be the the most nondescript number one overall pick that I've never heard of. So that's the guy we're betting on. At well, least we're betting. Now on. we got to see what Drab and Valdez and Mike Mar say, right? Yeah, sure. Let's go to the boys behind the glass. Uh, uh, did you guys put out a new episode of Bit Season? We did yesterday. You look on the Junkies feed. You look on Bit Season's feed. You'll see our new episode. Very good. Um, I forgot. I forgot to mention this to you guys. I got. I got a tip. Okay. During the week. All right. All right. You got a, a tip, a gambling tip? He shouldn't be sharing this. I, I, I actually, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be sharing this. Okay, but. All right. But, I mean, it, it's Slovakian soccer. Hmm. 
All right. Okay. How, how on earth did you get a tip? I got a tip. I know people. All right. Uh, okay. So you, right. are you telling us we should consider this? I think you should consider it. And that's the only – I don't know anything about these teams. But if you get catch my drift, Cakes. Hold on. Let me try to – What band is this? The Fix. Oh. I, 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 had, I had someone – You got a tip? I got a tip. Hmm. Interesting. In Slovakian soccer. And it, what is I the think, play? Uh, I don't know if I should give that out. Well, well I mean, I, how can we do it? Yeah. How can we play it? I, I don't know. Drab I, I feel, takes I the fifty six dollars and puts it on it. to be a private bet, and then oh. we share afterwards yeah. if we if we hit it or not. Oh, or we well, tell the audience. I think that's got to be what's a one. Why are the you league? afraid that we're going to take it off the board? No, 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 no. I'm afraid, I'm afraid there's going to be uh, feds knocking on my door. <laughs> yeah. Is this you definitely on, don't want? Is that. this on Fanduel? It's you get it anywhere you want. What's the What's the name of the league? What sport is it? Soccer? Slovakian <laughs> soccer. Is it Bundesliga? <laughs> well, that's German soccer last time I checked. It must right. be an well, international how, who game. Who does he know that's fixing soccer games? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know the fixer. He knows somebody. That I know someone knows who knows about someone. the fix. And let me tell you something. The person who knows yeah. the person has bona fides that they would know Slovakian soccer games are fixed. So is what it, do you do? Like, maybe, uh, allegedly, right, allegedly, so, so you is Peter Bondra in on this? Yeah. Like, what's going on? Are, right, you, so are you buddies with so, uh, Tim Tim Donaghy? Is it Europa League? <laughs> no. Oh. All right, Drab. Why don't you give us your pick? Are you going with Slovakian soccer? Or are you going <laughs> with? Uh, these has me intrigued. I do you, you go with uh, Heischer? Why don't we just low key this and bet our own money? Luca, no, we, <laughs> we, we are. We are. We are. You act like we haven't done that already, Drabby. What do you think? Uh, I, I think we go with Poopy Chris because he's hit two in a row. Oh, here we go. They've both been hockey plays. Mm-hmm. He's hot. I love his, his reasoning for for uh, the Devils to get a lot of shots off. Yeah. So I like the Nico play. He's coming off a game where he had hey. six shots on goal. I like that. Valdez, can we bet against Anthony Kim, by the way, for like tomorrow? Like, is there a number? I don't know. I don't know if books have live golf events, but okay. But you can check. I know they, they tee off like at 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. tomorrow. So I think that's a done deal then, because you got three votes for Nico Heischer. Well, let's just hear Mar. Who is Mar going for? Mar. Oh, he's going to take the MMA pick. I can feel it in my bones. Yeah, I I mean, (laughs) I probably would have been all over the MMA pick. I'm going to play that myself. Are you going to play Slovakian soccer, too? If he gives it to me. Yeah, we just did. Right, I'll, I'll, give, the, I'll, give him the exact, I'll give them the exact team. During oh, the it's not like the national team. No, 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 no. It's not no. like a national. It's a, it's the it's Slovakian a league. league. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of corruptness going on, <laughs> yeah. going on in that. Yeah. Corruption would be yeah. Corruption. Corruption. <laughs> corruption, right? <laughs> Shadiness, corruption. <laughs> Who's about these? No, I mean I'm sure I don't know. guys in Adina are plugged shady. in somehow. Yeah. Good. Must question. be one of these. Somebody golfs with. Somebody golfs with an addicted gambler. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what it now, is. These are going to have a fun weekend being questioned. <laughs> yeah. so, Remember how the guy yeah. said he was going gonna... to. I got plans this weekend. I can't be interrogated. <laughs> Remember how guys yeah, this is... call in and say hey, they're yeah. going to do stuff at the White House and yeah, yeah. they ruin hey, their this whole is all, This is all a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. This is all, all yeah. a None bit. None of this is real. They yeah. can't take you seriously coming up at 920. You've got your Mount Jugmore release. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit. It's a radio bit. Certainly. Should I go to D. Woods real quick? All right, let's yeah. get He's D. on hold for a reason. Let's go to D. D, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, fellas? How up, y'all D? doing this morning? Oh, remember, right. he wants to, you might not have heard this, EB. No. He wants to ban the guys once they call exactly. in, offer a pick, and they That's miss. That's why I'm calling. <laughs> Brian from Manassas has no shame and no honor. He should not have been calling in. He did not hit last week. <laughs> do not call in if you do not hit 
on your pick. So are they banned yes. forever, or can so they, they like have to? They have banned to be for perfect. A week. It's a weak band. Weak Brian band. from Manassas, you're a Ronald McDonald. You knew you did not hit last week. Do not call in next week. I'm logging every pick. If you don't hit, you don't get to I call I kind of like that. Like, you have to All serve right. a one-week penalty that if you miss. That's a punishment. I don't All hate right. that. What do you like so far of the picks? Uh, I guess I like the, you know, the corrupt bet in soccer. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think everybody wants to know what that one is now. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's my play. So Valdez, text me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I just we got, we got ours in at minus one twenty. It's all the way up to minus two hundred. Oh, it's just why is it, uh, the words the words yeah. the words traveling. <laughs> well, you know that's raising alarm bells everywhere. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Vegas is probably taking it off the books. You didn't put a lot of money on it, did you? No, you, no, 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 no. All right, we're in with uh, Nico Heischer. Yes. Who plays for who? The Devils. Devils. <laughs> He's on New Jersey. Oh, Josh Harris connection. Right. Exactly. We're going team Josh Harris. And what are the odds on that play? Uh, plus 116 is what he said. Yep. Plus 116. All right. We'll put that up on our uh, on our Twitter account and Instagram, where you can follow us at Sports Junkies Radio. D Woods is logging them all as well. Coming up next, we are going to talk some Josh Harris. Elliot Shore Parks is going to join us, covers the Eagles and the Sixers in Philadelphia. We'll get a little insight into Josh Harris next here on the Junkies. Welcome back. Junkies coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 and the DMV. In Richmond, you can check us out on 910 The Fan and 105.1 FM. And we are streaming live on the Odyssey app. Take us on the go wherever you may be with the Odyssey app. You can also watch us. Right now on the Monumental Sports Network, we're presented by Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company of the Junks. Yesterday, we spent some time talking about that Adam Schefter tweet where he said, hey, the new owner of the Commanders, Josh Harris, he's not only at the Combine, which I guess is rare for owners, Mm. he's sitting in on the quarterback meetings, and we debated whether that was a big deal or not. We figured, let's get some insight on Josh Harris from somebody who's covered him. Elliot Shore Parks, he covers the Sixers and the Eagles for WIP. What's up, Elliot? Hey, what's going on? How you guys doing? Hey, we're doing great. Um, we had heard that Josh Harris wasn't necessarily a beloved figure in Philadelphia. What was your sense of, of his ownership of the Sixers and how the fans have received him? Yeah, so I, I think the biggest issue, if you were to pull Sixers fans with Joshua Harris, Josh, about Joshua Harris, would be just a feeling that they don't think he cares a lot about the Sixers. Like I, he, they, they seem. I think they think he's more of an absentee type of owner than he probably is. Um, I think a lot of the Sixers' playoff struggles probably pair into that and being and being critical of Joshua Harris. But you know, my my opinion of having you know covered the Sixers during Joshua Harris's time here as the owner is. I think he's a great owner. Like, mm. I think he does a lot of things you really, really want in an owner. Uh, and I would start by saying he spends a lot of money. Like, the Sixers always hire the most expensive candidates, whether that be GM, head coach. They're always near the top of the league in money spent. And, look, they're not perfect in the decisions they make, but I definitely think they get all the resources they need. And I also think Joshua Harris is a smart guy. Like, the guys he hires, um, you know, the whole process thing that he did here – you can be critical of it and say it didn't work, but it certainly was outside the box thinking and a willingness to try something different. So, uh, you know, from a fan perspective, I think they feel he probably isn't super invested in the Sixers emotionally, but financially, I think he, he's been a great owner for the team. And I just think he's inquisitive because he talked about when he took over the, the Sixers that he wanted to be in the draft room, but he didn't want to influence picks. 
I think he just wants to figure out how it all works. This is his first go around with an NFL team as opposed to him owning the Devils and the Sixers. I, I thought people just overreacted and automatically thought, oh, he's the next Dan Snyder. He's meddling. He wants to be in the room and the quarterbacks are being interviewed. But look, this is going to be the face of his franchise going forward for the next five, seven, or ten years. He's the owner. He has the right to be in the room when the guys are being interviewed, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't think there is a single negative of him being in that room. In fact, I think it's an extremely positive sign. And I'll tie in the Eagles here uh, in terms of ownership. I mean, you know, the Eagles, and I'm sure this isn't a popular statement, you know, for, for Washington, but the Eagles have been without question one of the most successful franchises over the last, you know, you could say 10 years, 20 years, really since Jeffrey Lurie has taken over. And Jeffrey Lurie, when the Eagles were, when they looked for their franchise quarterbacks back in 2016, where they had the number two pick and they interviewed all the guys, Jeffrey Lurie was extremely involved in that. Like he went out to dinner with the guys. He was in the meetings. So I think it's, it's an incredibly positive sign for Washington that Joshua Harris is involved. And the other thing I'll say about Harris, to your point about his involvement, like the Sixers completely turned around once he took over, when, when he took over, they were a team that was consistently like a seven, eight seed, you know, just good enough to get there, not good enough to be a real title contender. Since like the first year or two of the process where they tank to get uh, picks, they've been one of the best teams in the, in the NBA. Obviously not out of the second round. That, that's not good. And Sixers fans will tell you that. But they're constantly title contenders. So I think Joshua Harris being involved is, is an extreme positive uh, for Washington. Was he known as a meddler? In terms of you know, acquiring talent, would he would he overrule GMs or coaches for drafts or free agents, that type of thing? No. I mean, the only thing, the only decision I would say, and I don't know if I'll count this as meddling, is, you know, Sam Hinkie during his time here, obviously the process, uh, the league got involved in that. And I think there's some criticism of Joshua Harris from the fans of his kind of uh, – he didn't really fight super hard to keep Sam Hinkie. He kind of let the league take over. But in terms of, you know, who they signed, uh, the draft decisions they make, anything like that, no, I don't think he's, he's involved in that whatsoever. Now, I will say maybe in Washington, because it seems like he genuinely has a, more, a greater passion for Washington, uh, for Washington Commanders than he does the Sixers. Like, maybe he would be there. But in, with the Sixers, no, he, he lets people do their jobs. He let more, he lets Daryl Morey do what Daryl Morey wants to do. He obviously let Sam Hinkie run the process up until the league stepped in. So I've never gotten the sense that Joshua Harris is someone that's going to come in and, uh, and put his foot down. I think, you know, he's just someone that's very involved and likes to know what's going on. Uh, at least that seems that's what's happening in Washington. I have to ask you, I've never heard anybody call him Joshua, and you're going with Joshua Harris. Is that why? I mean, is there a reason behind that? Does he like to be called Joshua? I just, I've always called him Josh. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I think in Philly, maybe that's how he's discussed. I, I Maybe huh. that's just something I'm doing. But, you know, yeah, I mean, I think in, in Philly, he's kind of referred to as that. I don't know if it's a preference thing, though. We, we're still getting to know him, and, you know, we've seen him at various press conferences, et cetera, but I haven't encountered him personally yet. Is he an intimidating guy? Like, what kind of vibe does he give you? Definitely not an intimidating guy. I mean, I, I, I will say like Joshua, Josh Harris, maybe is now I should start saying, mm-hmm. is not going to blow, is not going to blow you away at press conferences. Kind right. of mild mannered speaker. Uh, I don't think a great public speaker. Right. So no, I wouldn't say he's a, he's an intimidating guy uh, at all. I mean, again, like my experience of, of Josh Harris has been just that he's willing to spend a lot of money. And that's kind of the back and forth I get into with Sixers fans is, 
Sixers fans want him on the sideline, you know, cheering. And he is there sometimes, but they, they don't feel like he's super invested. I think that's a good quality to have. in. It's a quality you want in an owner, but it's not critically important. What you want is someone that's going to spend a ton of money and let people do their jobs. And so while he's not like a super intimidating guy, he's not going to walk in and like slam the desk and all that. Like, I do think he's a very smart guy. Talking to Elliot Shore Parks from WIP covers the Sixers and Eagles. Switching uh, topics a little bit, uh, the Commanders hired um, your former offensive coordinator. Can you fill us in on Brian Johnson? So Brian Johnson is another guy that I think if you had Eagles fans on, their perception of him would be a lot different than what I'm going to say. Uh, okay. I think Brian Johnson unfairly caught a lot of criticism for the Eagles' struggle last se- struggles last season. Uh, I think that's just because he was the new guy, right? Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts helped him go to the Super Bowl. And Brian Johnson was on the staff, but he wasn't the offensive coordinator. Last year, Brian Johnson being the new guy, I think he caught a lot of criticism unfairly for that. The Eagles were still the seventh best offense in the NFL, or at least they were, you know, up until those final, that final week or two until they obviously fell apart. Um, I, I think Brian Johnson is a very bright guy. My time around him, I think he's, he's very smart. I think players really like him. Um, and, you know, as a former quarterback, I think he brings a good perspective there. So as a play caller, you know, it was his first year doing it, and I don't think it was outstanding. He probably needs some some work there, but it was only his first year. I think a lot of, you know, coaches struggle in their first year on the job in general as you learn how to do it. So I advocated for Brian to stay. Um, I think he is a, a smart guy. I think he would have helped the Eagles staff, and I do think it was a good hire for you guys. How much pressure is on Sirianni in 2024 after the hot start 10 and one, and then they go one and six to close the season. I would guess uh, there has to be a deep playoff run for him to feel comfortable there in Philly in 2024. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure on the, on the whole team. I would say on in Jalen, excuse me, on Jalen as well. I mean, Jalen really took a step back last year. He turned the ball over twice as much last year as he did the previous year. Uh, I thought his decision-making wasn't as good. I thought he abandoned the pocket too quickly. So I think there's a ton of pressure on Jalen, but there's absolutely a ton of pressure on Nick as well. Uh, you know, obviously they hired, they, they fired both of the coordinators this year. You don't often see a head coach fire both coordinators and keep their job. Um, so the beginning of the season is going to be incredibly important. They opened the year in Brazil. Um, if they were to lose that game, if they were to start one and two, I think things could get really ugly. Lurie is not like a fire of the guy in season. And I do think he still has some faith in Sirianni. But being in Philadelphia and with the way the season ended and how ugly it was, there's no question that, like, Sirianni is – and then the really Jalen and a lot of the people in that building are on a hot seat heading into next year. Man, going back to your point, Brian Johnson gets fired. They did finish eighth in yards and seventh in points per game. So both yards and points, the Eagles were top ten offensively in the NFL, and Brian Johnson gets let go. So now he's going to be – the assistant head coach and offensive pass game coordinator for the commanders. Yeah. I, again, I, I always said, I always said to Eagles fans that if you read Brian Johnson's resume, people would be excited about hiring. I think it's just, you know, last year he was the new guy. Like they lost Shane Steichen. And I think it's really easy to point the finger at Brian Johnson when you already see Sirianni and Jalen Hurts have success without him in that role. And I'm not completely absolving him of, of blame. I mean, the offense struggled the second half of the season, they were really bad in the playoff game. Like, he deserves credit. Uh, blame for that. He's the offensive coordinator. He has to do a better job. But I really think the main problem last year with the Eagles was execution. Like, the coaching wasn't perfect, but I know there were plays there to be made that the players did not make. So, 
yeah, I think Brian Johnson, uh, to add him to your staff, and not even as your coordinator, just to like have him in the building where he doesn't have to call plays, I, I think it's a smart hire. <laughs> Elliot, what's the buzz with what the Eagles do with their, their draft picks? They are sitting at number 22 in round one. They have hmm. four of the top 97 picks in the draft. They have that extra second rounder uh, from New Orleans. What, what do you, which direction do you think they go with number 22? I would look at the lines probably uh, with their, their first round pick. They're a team that always invests heavily in the lines, uh, whether it be defensive line, offensive line. Uh, and I, they don't need a ton of help there currently. I mean, if Kelsey were to retire, that certainly impacts things on the offensive line. If it's not Reddick is traded, the need for an edge rusher goes up. But I think I would look at the lines on that, um, on that first pick. And then in the second round, I really think they could go a number of different ways. They have a ton of salary cap space. I think they're going to be very aggressive in the free agency market. I think they'll add you know, two or three impact starters in free agency. So that could impact what they do in the second round. But maybe a, a, a number three receiver, I think they'll look at corner potentially. Uh, Darius Slay, I think he's still a good player, but, you know, he's probably on the, the back half of his career. So they could go a number of different ways um, uh, with with those picks. But, yeah, I think I would look at the lines with that first pick. I was really surprised at how, how much of a um... – you know, a downturn this team took over the last, yeah. like you said, six weeks. But then, of course, heading into the playoffs, I did not expect the blowouts. I didn't necessarily think they were to win all these games, but to get blown out, you know, by San Francisco, blown out by the Cowboys, lose to the Cardinals at home the way they lost. Oh, man. And then go to Tampa in the playoffs and get worked. Um, I can't even imagine what the Eagles fans were. Were they blaming more of the coaches? Were they blaming Hurts? Where was all the blame going from Eagles fans? So I'd say from fans, it was definitely towards the coaching staff. Um, I don't know, you know, specifically where they would land now, but if you would have pulled Eagles fans after they lost to Tampa in the playoffs, I would guess a large majority would have wanted Nick Sirianni fired. So I think they they really do blame the coaching staff. Um, I personally think it was just poor execution. I don't think their offensive line played well. I don't think Jalen played well. Um, their receivers were mostly outstanding, but even in some games, like they had key fumbles, they had key drops. So it just felt like the team to me, I compare it to a great hitter that got in the slump. Like they, they are a great team. They have a ton of talent. They can be a Super Bowl contender next year. But towards that end of the season, that last month, and especially in Tampa, they just looked lost. They looked like a team that didn't believe in themselves. They looked like a team that was frustrated. And as soon as anything went wrong, it felt like it fell apart for them. So the beginning of the season, as I said, is going to be crucial. They need to get their, their confidence back. They need to get rolling again. Uh, but no question that fans are definitely like not very happy with the coaching staff heading into next year. Mm. All right, Elliot, thanks for the info. Appreciate the time. Yep. Thanks for having me on. Talk yep. to you. All right. Thank you, buddy. It's Elliot Shore Parks, who's actually pretty high on Josh Harris. Yeah, and it kind of it's it's kind of against what you say, Jason. You always well, said that you heard that he was so cheap. Well, he's cheap outside of the the team, the actual team, right. like yeah. for a door. I mean, he he he'll he'll spend money on the team. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. he proved that with the Sixers. I don't know what he does with the Devils. I don't mm-hmm. know where their payroll is. Mm-hmm. Um. I was talking about like facilities. His reputation with spending outside of the actual roster is different. Well, we'll see if that changes. I mean, Jason uh-uh. Wright came on this station speaking to Grant Danny and talked about the $75 million they're investing in the stadium and the training facility. But we had the grades from the NFLPA and where the commanders got really bad grades mm-hmm. were a lot of things which maybe they've been cheap on. Locker rooms. Yeah. Uh, cafeteria. I would expect the those family to rooms. They don't have family rooms at the stadium. Yeah. And they don't have a family room at the training facility, which I guess is 
somewhat standard for professional teams. Mm-hmm. So those are little things where I don't think they have to spend millions and millions of dollars creating a family room where they have a little buffet. For, yeah, that's And that's I would minimal. expect those to improve. I really would. And I think some teams also offer like daycare during games. Maybe they don't do that, but you know, you hire a couple of nannies or whatever so that wives can bring their two or three kids to sit there from one to four during a game. And then the players appreciate that more. Maybe they just haven't done those little touches the last several years. It looks like the devils are top six in salary cap spending, at least for this season. Their Mm -hmm. salary cap looks like 86 million. Yeah, so he's spending there, too. Yeah. Well, I know one guy I'm rooting for in the Devils. (laughs) His name is Nico Heischer. Heischer. We need that guy just uncork shots tonight on the Ducks goalies. Hmm. All right, the Ducks are terrible. Good. They are bad. (laughs) Coming up next, we got EB's Entertainment page, and Valdez will release his Mount Jugmore. (laughs) More importantly, don't go anywhere. Time now for EB's Entertainment page. I think it's going to be dominated by one story, if Mm. I had to guess. Hollywood Jugs? Probably. Yeah, I think so. Entertainment page, of course, driven to you by BMW Fairfax. You like my new sweatshirt cakes? I love it. Uh, Electric vehicles are all the rage, and my guy Mike Walker is doubling down by doubling your EV credit. If the rebate's $7,500, that means $15,000 in savings. If it's $9,900, well, they're just going to round it up to $20K. Find out more information at BMWFairfax.com and tell them your boy, E.B., sent you. All right. I think this EP is all about Mount Jugmore, Mount Cheekmore, and Mount Lipmore. <laughs> Are we getting all three I, today? I don't know if we have time. I thought we are just getting three. one. Are we, is that correct? Is that all I, I don't know. Are I don't know that the other guys are prepared. Grabby, you're running around well, getting I'm the board. Well, I'm prepared, but I feel like Valdez has put so much pr- Prep into yeah, this, this is and, and there's a lot of excitement that yeah. he can he can have yeah, this you entire want all, segment. The whole, you, want. you want to give him the whole segment? All right, yeah. all right. But did you prepare Mount Cheek more? Yeah, I got Mount Buns more ready to go. <laughs> all right, all right, Mount Buns. <laughs> um, uh, guys, I took this very seriously yesterday you after we uh, you tasked us with coming up with a top ten list mm-hmm. of of boobs. Because um, you have said that boobs are back. Yeah, yes. I'm the biggest boob guy there is now. <laughs> I, I've said that boobs are back. They're making a comeback. They kind of went dormant for a while. Yeah. Now, they, now they've erupted. butts erup- are done. Now they've erupted. Butts are a thing of the past. <laughs> boobs <laughs> are back. All right. Now, so, are these just, it, it, it doesn't matter. So, Natural or fakies, it doesn't so, matter. So, no, no. I want to give you my criteria, but also okay. I created some uh, visual aids for you guys. You need those. You get so, like homework. I almost yeah. like a dissertation. Almost like the books in the middle where they have like three so, or four pages of don't, pictures. Don't, don't thumb through it already because we're going to go in order from 10 to 1, but okay. I, I put together uh, a compilation of oh. all of the best boobs that uh, I have from to, 10 to 1. Oh, kick wow. those after the show? This is impressive. <laughs> you can't, What's going on don't, here? Don't, yeah, don't, don't cheat. Don't, don't, don't cheat and go through okay, it. All right. But we're, show, we'll, it, yeah, show we'll, it to the cameras. Don't yeah. hold it up or we'll get Got it. Understood. All right. Um, so is this start well, We can hold this up. We can hold up the outside. Yeah, so yes. that is my so that nice. is my cover page. Before we dive into <laughs> our like a, a lot of work went into this cover page. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like a third grade book. <laughs> I like it. I like this uh, before, very, before we dive, college. It's very smart. <laughs> before we dive into the top to the actual top ten, right. I took a lot of thought into the criteria of how to get on the list. Yes. Um could athletes be on the list? Yeah, athletes can be on it. I did not want to do what I didn't want to do is is Look, you can find you can find a great rack anywhere in the this world. This is Matt Valdez, especially on Instagram. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, Instagram famous uh, women are, are 
Is that I feel good like enough? There, I feel like there are a dime a dozen. You need to have some sort of cachet to your boots. Okay, understood. You need to have so, you some need to be an accomplishment I, beyond yeah, just the boots. Exactly. The, you need the rack some, needs some gravitas. Yeah, it needs to uh, uh, withhold the, the or hold the test of time. If your okay. biggest claim to fame is your boobs, that's not good enough. You got to have like a real skill associated. Yeah, Jason, don't thumb through it. I don't want. <laughs> I see, see you cheating you're, you're over peeking. there. I know hey, you're, why am I cheating? <laughs> Because we're going to go through this together. Oh, am, I supposed to get, am I supposed to guess? No, no, no. no, no. Be surprised. He just right. wants you to listen to him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm listening. Let's go. Go All ahead. Right, you All right, you've got your top ten. Do you, by chance, like sometimes in, in, in the polls, there's others receiving votes, so there are people that didn't Look, make the list. We can, talk, we can talk about those who were excluded from the list okay. after we get down to one, but, okay. but, because there are some big names that were left off the list. Okay. Mm. There are big names. There's big one moves. name in particular that I'm going to be looking for. All right. Let's we'll see if, if she made we can, the list. We can start. We can start the presentation. So can I can open the first page. Yes. Number ten. She's an icon. She oh. deserves. She deserves to be on the list. Although yeah. they're not natural. Okay. Dolly Parton. I think that's clearly Legend. makes the list. Look, if you, I, I, I understand her accomplishments. Oh, I, I understand how famous <laughs> the rack is. I mean, we, we've known these boobs. I can't do it. I'm with you. We have known if, these boobs for if, fifty years. If you and that's, spent, a, that's like a forty-year-old picture. If you spent, <laughs> As she claims, she spent a million dollars on her boobs. If wow. you are, if you do that, you need to be in my top ten. I, I'm curious, you know just I based on agree. based on legendary boobs. I wonder if Morgana, the Kissing Bandit, will I make the For list. For some reason, I think of them in the same vein. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, number nine. You can flip over. All right. There Former junkies guess. Paige Speranic okay. Spiranak, however yeah. you want to say. I think this is a little low. I, okay. I, I know I know the ranking might be off to some, but that's She's number nine. Just, but that's just the IG factor. Right. Did you end up going through the rest of your criteria? One of your was the criteria just that they're not just Instagram models. Well, it, also they got to be a nice shape. I, okay. I prefer natural. Okay, and there's okay. there is some there is some skepticism. There's some controversy about if, a lot if of these pages. Moves. If pages are natural or not. So that's why she comes in at number nine. Okay. okay. Well, she also, by the way, is more than just Instagram famous. She has a also podcast. The, I know. She's a former professional golfer. The golf really put her on the list. Yeah. yeah. I was, I was, I was, is she really a professional golfer like I was over. a professional basketball player with well, five I mean, points in the NBA? She played in a few real events, and it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a, as a celebrity. Like she tried to qualify for the tour. Right. I scored five points she, in the she ABA. She played Division One golf. She qualified for pro events. She tried to. Okay. No, no, she played professionally, <laughs> and she missed cuts and stuff, but she did. It's it's like, saying, technically, like saying, I played professional basketball. It's like saying yeah, you but, have a podcast and you work in radio. Yeah, yeah. yeah but you, yours was like celebrity stuff. Uh, Still scored five okay. points against Newark. Number eight. I'm sure she made some very resolute. This, this might be personal. So and, can I turn it? Yeah. Okay. This might be personal, but it's kind of a coming of age. Uh, the year is 1997. Okay. Your first Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition comes to you. And all of a sudden, you're you're learning to be a man, yeah. and you see Tyra Banks and those jugs okay. on the beach. Legendary, now, what's legendary the difference in the jugs. Two picks? Well, one of those is her not is her now. The, I believe yeah. the one on the right is the older. Her yeah. Now, right. okay. But, but I also I wanted a to show her on the right. I wanted to show how the jugs held up uh, through through time. They did. They, Tyra, like they, they held, held up, up nicely. Yeah. Now. Tyra in her prime, legit, legit, legit. I think yeah. she's still legit now. Yeah, but, she's not in her prime anymore. Some some may not want her on the list. Some may want her uh, uh, others on the list. But it, honestly, it was a personal preference to me. You, you had a thing. You I, had a, I had a you thing. You know what? A deserving spot. Yeah. I, I don't have any issue with it. Numbers, Numbers you know, because like you might have chosen Kathy Ireland. Yeah. They're all kind of silly. Elle McPherson. I don't remember yeah, the jugs, like, but Tyra Banks is. The boobs are the... I think it's, the her, it's her, se- it's her selling point. The most known one, and maybe she'll show up on the list, is one that was married to Andy Roddick. What's her name? 
Elm- or no, 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 I'm thinking no. of um, the one married to... Uh, Brooklyn something, right? To Brooklyn Decker. Brooklyn Decker. Yeah. But no, no, I'm thinking the one married to Verlander. Oh, um, Upton. Yeah, yeah, Upton. Kate Upton. Yeah, maybe Number she'll seven. be on the list. We don't know. We don't know. We Number seven. The pages. You may not know her, but she's a British actress named Christina Hendricks. <laughs> oh, if you watch, <laughs> if you watch Mad Men, she was Joan. Okay. No, this is way outrageous. too much. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> come on. She uh, those look Can you like give us the size. Those, those, what is the I size? Don't know the size hers. very big. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, you know what really this puts is her ridiculous. <laughs> you know what vaults her at the top or what? in the list is her milky white complexion too. Okay. <laughs> like that I think that really helps with Bobby's has with how, put a lot of thought with into how this. good the boobs look. <laughs> so we really are getting She's no visual aids on F. TV with this. 36F. Uh, you can 36F. I mean, those are those are gigantic. This is a PG picture, it's just a lot of cleavage. <laughs> she's honestly she's like the Barry Bonds. It's like, why? I, I mean, it's just uh, just home. steroids. Well, I don't know if they're steroids, <laughs> but just her numbers are so bigger than everyone Augment, else. Right? Probably augmented. Let's be honest. I mean, those, um, those things are enormous. <laughs> All right, right, number six. There's no way she sleeps well. By the way, that's not attractive to me. But okay, <laughs> no, whatever. Like this, this is hilarious. Number six. This is when you are. <laughs> this is, this is when you ad. are a. This is how you know you're a boob connoisseur. Yes. <laughs> Milena Vantrub. I don't know how to pronounce her name, but yeah. you may well uh, know her better as the AT&T commercial girl. Yes. Yeah. All right, but how She's can you Lily. tell in the commercial that she has jugs? No, no. Er, I'll, I'll tell I'll, you. Yeah, Kate er, knows the, the backstory. Early, <laughs> the early commercials, she was... Kind of showing them jugorific. Yeah, right. I think she's been jug shamed into she like had, her, her. That's how you know. Shamed. That's how you know you have great she's breasts. Covered them up is because uh, she's she's been uh, not harassed, but right. she, uh, she's been getting messages and cat called about her boobs. Yes, and yeah. she and she made AT and T stop showing her uh, below the neck. That's, right. that's a, how that's how famous so and how I'm awesome give, I'm, the rack is. Yeah. I'm going to give you the combine numbers. She's a 32 C. Hold on, is this picture on the right of her from a commercial? No, no, no. That's like her personal her friends. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what? Very deserving spot on the list, Valby. I didn't even know un- she existed. I will say yeah. she in the commercial, she's very plain Janish. Yeah, but she is. I think she's very pretty. Right, yeah. Does she have any? Okay, now I recognize who she. Oh, she looked ugly in some of those commercials. Yeah, like she's that. very plain Janish. Like her boobs are so awesome, they have to make her look plain. Yeah, but when she gets, the guys will go crazy. For All right, her. they describe her as an actress, comedian. Has she done anything else no, of her, note? Her calling card is AT and T. Is AT and T? Not to use do a. Do you know where she's from, bit. Jason? She's. I thought she was Russian. It sounds the Eastern Slovakian. Uzbekistan. <laughs> oh, okay, it's all the same to me. It should be A D and D, Kate. There's no <laughs> chance she's a. 32C Why are you making me cover up my rack? Right. I'm just telling you, it says according to two sources, 32C. Yeah, that's... Okay, well, the, my, sor- my eyeball sources <laughs> yeah. are saying that's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> got, uh, my sources... Hey, you that- focus on the lips there, buddy. Yeah. You stop looking at these racks, Drab. Uh, it's minimizing her. Yeah. Uh, number five. All right, we know her. we know her uh, from True Detective <laughs> Alexandra Daddario. Oh, yeah, these she are, was in these the, are iconic. The true, these, that's got to be a fake picture. No. Yeah, this picture looks... That looks fake. It looks like, almost like an AI yeah, picture of her. But it's the angle. Yeah. It could be the angle, but we remember her uh, in the hookup scene in the first uh, season of True Detective. Yep. Also remember Truly her from... Iconic. A very from iconic. The cinematic tour de force with The Rock, San Andreas. Yes. But she doesn't make the Mount Jugmore, <laughs> no, though. No, she's not on Mount Jugmore. No, she's not. She's just, uh, she's just outside. She's in the bubble. Yeah. Man, first bubble, four, first four inches. Yeah. Didn't get there. All right, first All four. Right. All right, here we go. First number four. four. I know it's kind of Johnny come lately, but Sydney Sweeney. Oh, she yeah, has I to mean, be. She has to be there. She's bringing. She's everybody's current it girl. 
She's bringing him back. And honestly, you know you what I like about letter, her? But we'll, we'll uh, continue. Yeah. Right, why? Whatever. But honestly, again, I don't really know why she's famous. What's what's her show? She's, she's an, an actress. actress. She was in run? Euphoria. She was in White, White Lotus. Lotus. White Lotus. That's the one she's, everybody likes. Yeah. She's yeah. D- done two movies now. Three, actually, maybe three. I don't uh-huh. know. She looked kind of ugly in this picture, like well, the way her face is. Well, that's her drunk at a Halloween party in Euphoria, oh, okay. where she's dressed as Dorothy oh, from, okay. from uh, Wizard of Oz. Dorothy never looked like that. No. Can confirm. <laughs> yeah, right. Not in Kansas anymore. No, but you know what not. I like about Sydney is mm. I like that she's that her she personality. Loves, well, she loves her boobs. Yeah. She's she big on them. Yeah. She's I, not. She, she's nobody not can afraid joke of shame her. Hey, about, uh, Drad, did you know that she was ostracized early, like in her middle school to high school years, because mm. she developed before the other girls? I know this. Of course, cakes, <laughs> and her mom told her not to get a boob reduction. She'll be proud of them someday. There you go. Oh, really? She considered it as a We're teenager. We're in lockstep. Yeah. She yeah. considered. Do do doctors do boob reductions? Well, I mean, maybe when she was eighteen or something. Mm. Okay. All right. Number three. She's listed, by the way, as a 32C, if you want to come on. What what list are you looking at over there? I type up bra size. You're getting bad information. (laughs) You're getting terrible intel. I'm on bra sizes.com. All right. Uh, number three. This might be controversial. Okay. Oh, we ha- not, this is we not have my thing. We it have, makes me laugh, though. We have a, an animated figure, okay. Jessica Rabbit. All right. I, I is it wife, ex-wife of uh, Roger Rabbit and Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah. I've never lusted after a cartoon character until I saw Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> I Jessica just, Rabbit it, makes jug more. Yes. <laughs> oh, come Paige on. Spearneck doesn't, but Jessica right. Rabbit does. Right. <laughs> All right. What? You have All a problem right. with that? I'm just not an anime guy. Like I'm that. not an anime guy <laughs> either. Apparently, you are. I, I, I can't you get her. Com- I can't get her combine numbers, but I did double check Sydney Sweeney 34D. Oh, there you go. Right. There I you would go. still argue doubles. But uh, Jessica <laughs> Rabbit, perfect rack. All right. So perfect rack. That's so two. Number right. two, Selma right. Hayek. Ooh, those are, iconic. Those are iconic. Iconic um, From Dust Till Dawn. Yep. I mean, I she's think almost it, 62. Yeah, that's also why she's number two on the list. I mean, those those jugs are holding up cakes. They well, are. She's also it's, married to, I believe, a multi-billionaire. Her yeah. jugs will look good forever. All the time. Right. They stand the test of time. They're timeless. Yeah. Timeless if you, have, if you haven't seen From Dust Till Dawn, I recommend watching it by yourself. <laughs> yes. Does Liz yes. Hurley make the list? Solid move. Our number one cakes. Do we need, yeah, do we need, need a drum, drum roll. roll here? I'm not going to peek. Jason already uh, has. I no, I haven't. Yeah. All right, I number have a guess. One. Can I guess? Are you gonna stay, you're gonna steal a thunder. There's no way it's this. I'm gonna right. guess Holly Saunders. Holly Saunders. <laughs> those guys, big boobs. Have you ever seen Holly Saunders? Yeah, those got to be the most. Those bouncing like basketballs. So maybe the fakest things you know, out there. This is how you. What's wrong with that? I just don't get. This is how you know that I am a boob man. I am a uh, boob connoisseur. I am the number one boob expert. You're the boob just king. You're the boob I'm king. The boob king. Overall, you're the boob king. is having this person on your list. <laughs> Hey, who is that? So That's Elvira. That's Elvira. Showing those off when you're a young kid, nothing. There's no greater sight. I don't even know those. why Elvira was famous. Why was she was famous? in the dumb. She was in those dumb beer commercials, com- beer commercials, and also movies. Like a lot of bad, schlocky, terrible yes. horror movies. The made-for-TV movies. Elvira's rack <laughs> holds up. That's my number one. Look at those things. <laughs> Valdez. Look how look how perfectly like, round they are. I feel like he's like the the guy that had like a seizure at the end of the marathon and just fell at the finish line. You know what I mean? He couldn't finish. Like I just 
You were going so you were like at a world record pace, and then Jessica Rabbit, Jessica Rabbit, and Elvira, and Elvira. Just yeah. <laughs> you tried to be funny. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm dead serious. You know how much time? You know how much thought I put into this? Yeah. I had to exclude Katy Perry, Pam Anderson. I had to make some hard decisions. <laughs> you left them on the cutting room floor. Elvira is classic. Don't act like it, you guys weren't sice when you were kids and that came on TV. Elvira's 72, by the way. 72 now. <laughs> I Natty's honestly don't too. even have a yeah. file also, on also, Elvira. Keep, keep in mind, besides the cartoon, besides Dolly Parton, yeah. I, I took naturals into consideration. Yes. Natty's. You know, I like it. Right. Like People want to chime in, 800-636-1067. <laughs> Was there any oversight? Well, I, I, I have two major complaints, <laughs> and it's Jessica Rabbit and Elvira. I mean, his number one is, well, I'm just... How can Pam Anderson not be on the list? Fakies. He's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a big all-natural guy. Who else was under consideration? Katy Perry, that's one Katy Perry was, on. was in there. Kate Upton was in there. Actually, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis in Trading Places. Yeah. That's a scene that's burned into my brain forever mm. Mm. from back in the day. That's why I know Drab's not a boob guy because yeah. I said Jamie Lee Curtis yesterday and he scoffed at me. And he had he nothing. Didn't he didn't even. Well, yeah. she, I never got sized because the rumor was she was always a hermaphrodite. Right. I was never attracted to her. were those rumors. <laughs> this is true. It's a very good point. All right, so there it is. I Mount Jugmore like includes Selma Hayek, Jessica nice Rabbit, uh, Sydney Sweeney, and Elvira. Mike, you have a PowerPoint presentation for uh, Mount Cheekmore? Or? I don't have a PowerPoint, but I have, you know, just the list. Well, maybe yeah. would, let's sleep on it. We'll save it for next week. Okay. All right. Roger that. Yeah. All right. Roger that. <laughs> I can't believe Elvira number one. Hey, he's a boob connoisseur, like you said. Did you ever have Paige in your t- in your Mount Jugmore? He'd be so upset about <laughs> the Paige She's in my deal. top ten. She's in your top ten. Look, I, they're yeah, not I have iconic. Have a with Dolly Parton. Yeah, I'm, I'm, be honest with I'm you. I do. They're not iconic. They're not iconic. Paige is Paige's boob. They're great. Iconic? They're great looking. But what does she what does she really accomplish? Yeah, She's a failed work, golfer. It, her body of work is too small at this point. Yeah, unlike her jugs. You know how about these? It, it doesn't talk about the Ravens anymore. He shouldn't talk about jugs. Anymore. Should not take it away. Well. <laughs> Give it to a real man. <laughs> All right, you go do your lip list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you gonna have any cartoon characters on your lip list? Of course not. Yeah. <laughs> All right, nice work, Valdez. There it is, yes, Mount well Jugmore, the release. Nice work. All right, we'll take. <laughs> You'll autograph this and put this up on eBay. Uh, you should have sure. oh, yeah. yeah, right. yeah. Good, good. My thing's uh, already it's a shame Drad didn't make my list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gotta take a Not break. Not anymore. He's good now. Don't go anywhere, Mister Bickle. I have to uh, thank someone real quick before the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Got to thank Christina mm-hmm. from Capital One Hall, Mister mm. Cakes. We love Christina. We know her. We know I, her well. I told you I'm going to a uh, a yacht rock cover band. Concert tonight. Oh, that's Christina, our OAR fan. Yes. Yep. Um, it's the band's called Three Sheets to the Wind. Okay. <laughs> and they're going to be playing all the Steely Dan greats. Fantastic. And Christopher the, Cross. I'm guessing. Christopher oh, Cross. Yeah, you're doing that tonight. Toto. And yeah. So I, and she got us tickets. So thank you very much, Christina. How did you know to even hit up Christina? I went did through you? Michelle. Ah. Because Capital One and Hall is a client. Excellent. Excellent. And, and they are hooking your boy with ticks. Very good. I'm right. sure you'll have a great time. And I'm looking forward to it. Nice. nice. I know you are. <laughs> so uh, Can't thank wait you. to hear all the Yacht Rock hits. Thank you, Christina, from Cap One Hall. Yes. All right. Right there yeah. in Tyson's. Yep.
I need to go out and check that place she out is, myself at some point. She's very cool. She All is right. very cool. And I will. A uh, bunch of people are calling in. They have uh, they have beef. <coughs> omissions. Have beef. <laughs> yeah, omissions. Um, hey, I am getting uh, praise, too. So I do have people praising me. Okay. I actually liked your list a lot because it was creative. Anytime you put on a list, creative. people are going to salt it one way or, or yeah, the other. Nothing. Just have to be prepared yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah. Controversial just, Elvira and Jessica Rabbit like, picks, all but I should be prepared. I respect this. For later, we, I get, all, listen. we all put our quarterback uh, top fives up, and we took pictures of them. <laughs> we're, hold, we're holding up the board in front of us. Just be, be prepared for all of the comedians on Twitter to erase the quarterback names and right. just do wackadoo jokes. Mug or, shots, yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah, that's um, going to happen at some point today. Valdez, A, triple, plus, plus, plus for effort. C for execution. <laughs> this is just hoping you give me a D. <laughs> no. <laughs> double D. Yeah. A double D. Uh, yeah. All right, let's go. Let's go to the phones here so people want to chime in. Let's go to our, our guy, Kevin, of Centerville. Kevin, what's up? Hey, Junkies, what's up? Hey, hey Kevin. Um, yeah, uh, I, I love, 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 love the inclusion of Elvira. I remember being nine, ten years old and seeing the <laughs> Mistress of the Dark, you know, and she had that very low-cut shirt, and that was, like, really the first indication of, like, oh, yeah, there's something going on here. Right, yes. yes. And, the you know, introduction I, yeah. to manhood. Yeah, yeah, maybe you, remember, maybe you never remember, had an introduction to manhood, yeah. Eric. Okay. Well, I, remember, <laughs> I remember very clearly she did an intro for a Monday night football game on Halloween one time mm. in 1988 or whatever with Eric Dickerson. And she was like, she was like, Eric Dickerson gobbles up yards. And I just, rem- all I remember is just her, you know, nice cleavage um, being out there. And that, and so Valdez, thumbs up. Kudos. <laughs> oh, Thank wow. you. There you yeah. go. <laughs> Two things he behaves, Elvira and Halloween. <laughs> all wrapped in the wall. She just looks like a Halloween character. Well, that was her bit. Yeah, that's her, that bit. her whole yeah. existence. I don't know anything about I got no file on her. Yeah, I mean, I've like seen her, but things. I don't know what, what her deal is. She's barely scary. <laughs> All right, let's go to Justin. Justin, what's Brad, up, make, man? Make sure you don't have Betty Boop in your hey, best man. lips. <laughs> hey, junkies, I love this segment, man. All right. Uh, I tip my hat off to Valdez, but I think you need to judge the – if you judge the sweet, you need to judge the sour. You need to come up with a list with a small taste. <laughs> now, hold that? on. <laughs> are, you, are you saying, like, great small boobs? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yes, yes, of course. You gotta have. I mean, like, but they don't pop. Things. Like, you know what I'm saying? But that yeah. still yeah. could have made his mouth jug more. It's his personal. Well, like, preference. who has the most famous small boobs? Zendaya, Zendaya is very hot right now, and she's not that blessed. I don't know if they're small, but like the, the Phoebe Cates scene in Fast Times at Ridgemont High is just yeah. man. I mean, that, like, that scene is well, in your brain. You don't so like that it's scene? An iconic. I don't remember. Like Cates scene. does. Like he a brings it up scene. all the time. Gwen Stefani used to have a bunch of horny guys my age from the eighties. Yeah. Probably have that bookmarked <laughs> in their brain. They've got a little bit of bandwidth. Can you do for iconic uh, bee stings? Yeah. You know, we'll let you work on that list, and you can submit it to us. All right. Thank you, Justin. I just wanted to say one last thing is that um, why was it Marilyn Monroe on that list? Mm, that's a little before time. I, I, know. I thought about it. I, she was in the running because anytime your boobs hypnotize a president, <laughs> you got to you got to have some sort of consideration. Look, there's a lot of hard. There were a lot of hard choices I had to make. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I, she definitely she, she definitely was was in the running in consideration. All right, but let's I, go to Michael. Michael says he's got three omissions. Hmm. Michael, 
Good morning, Junks. Hey, love, love, love this show. You guys get me through my sometimes terrible mornings. Right. But, yeah, three three omissions. But before my omissions, like, what was the criteria for, for list now, D? It's his but, own criteria. So, I mean, it's subjective, but Fame. I didn't. But I didn't want to just put some random Instagram thought on the list. <laughs> like you got to have, you got to have some oh, sort of cachet, some accomplishments, you have some you have talent. To, yeah, you got to have some sort of resume. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I didn't know if there was a size requirement. So here, here are my omissions. Well, bigger is Scarlett better. Johansson. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. That is that's glaring. Come on, Where, where's Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson? Scarlett Johansson is she in there? I like Scarlett. Yeah, I mean, it's you can't, JP. You always remember that start, scene. I always remember I know, with the you, Bill Murray movie. You like movie. that as much as he likes the Phoebe Cates scene. The opening that. scene in Lost in Translation. I'm just telling you, it's steamy. <laughs> All right, go ahead. That, that that's one. Number two. So the reason why I asked if there was a size requirement. Uh, Lurch's girl, Jennifer Aniston. Where's Where's Jennifer Aniston? Jennifer Aniston? Now, she doesn't have the size. Very she average. Goes, that, 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 that's, that's, yeah. Very average. All right, Mike, she, you that's, go, a, that's mid-major territory. You got to yeah. go quick with your last one. We're running out of time. That's like and the mom three, with the boobs. No, no, number three is a little more obscure Instagram model, Rebecca J. Live. Now, See, that's, yeah, exactly. that's, 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 that's I mean, that's why we... Thank if you, you want yeah. mainstream looking at... I actually Googled iconic breasts. Yeah. Sophia Vergara... Very popular. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, J-Lo, Nicki Minaj, Kim Kardashian, and Emily Ratajkowski. Emily Ratajkowski's hot. Uh, like, in terms of, like, super popular. Yo, Valdez, I loved your list. Thank you. Nice I job, I thought it was Valdez. a A-plus. Yes, it was well done. <laughs> I love I the... give it a, a double, triple And D. hopefully uh, <laughs> Nico's an A-plus tonight. Oh, yeah. Fire away. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Got to get out of here. B, Mitch, and Finley coming up next <laughs> here on The Fan. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.